Former campaign staffer James Hallinan posted on social media accusing Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham of sexually abusing him. The governor's office says it was Hallinan's behavior that was inappropriate. Wow. Immediately go on offense. This is from KOAT. You can go to KOAT.com. This happened uh, again. Let me give you the date one more time. December 27th. Says the alleged incident happened at a senior staff meeting last year when Lujan Grisham was running for governor. You don't dump a bottle of water on someone's crotch and then smack and grab it in front of all of these people? That is not a practical joke. Hallinan claims this happened in full view of other people. I was pressured to not report it to law enforcement originally, and I was pressured to not quit her campaign when this happened. Two days after the social media post, the governor's office responded with this statement, calling the allegations categorically false. Now, Hallinan, to his credit, used his voice and talked directly on the phone, on record. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham never said anything. It was Nora Sackett who came out, and they had a prepared statement. That was Hallinan. There's all the emotion of what had happened, everything right there. You're listening to, to, to him, and you can see that he's emotional about it. Uh, and he's sticking his neck out. I think he feels pretty confident about it if, if you look on, on the face of this. You don't dump a bottle of water on someone's crotch and then smack and grab it in front of all of these people? That is not a practical joke. Hallinan claims this happened in full view of other people. I was pressured to not report it to law enforcement originally, and I was pressured to not quit her campaign. There you go. I was pressured. Let's, let's say this all together, right? Ooh, don't say anything. Oh, we're just having hornitos. Oh, we're just having Jose Cuervo. Oh, we're just having Wagyu beef. We're just having all of our stuff, goodies, our wine. I was pressured. Listen to him. He's pleading, I was pressured. In front of all of these people, that is not a practical joke. Hallinan claims this happened in full view of other people. I was pressured to not report it to law enforcement originally, and I was pressured to not quit her campaign when this happened. Now, he lost his job, right? Or he vacated his job. Either way, there was a mutual parting of the ways, and he was no longer happy to be there. What do you need when you don't have a job? Doubt? <laughs> well, what do you need? You need money. You want to know the last date this story was actually reported on? Yeah, December 27th of 2019. This disappeared. Yep. You missed it. Did you see that right there? This was all from March the 4th. Pretty amazing, don't you think? When you start to hear this story and how it came together. And this was reported back on March the 4th when we had the information that the settlement had already been reached. Okay? Putting that stuff out there, no actual releases. Let's listen to the rest of the story. The governor has yet to actually formally ask, uh, DGA is saying today, anything on the uh, website? Yeah, the, uh, the latest post on the Democratic Governor's Association. When it comes to dangerous COVID policies, Michigan GOP Majority Leader Mike Shirky wants Michigan to be more like Texas. 14, Thursday, March 4th, three days after she went to the Washington Post and did not ask for the resignation of Andrew Cuomo because I believe Andrew Cuomo was pleading. I almost thought he was crying when he was saying, well, we got to wait. I re oh, please wait to pass judgment. Please, please wait to pass judgment until all the facts come out. Dowd, as of this date, 424, Tuesday, April the 13th, has the DGA, of which she is the president of, 
Has she ever come forth and asked for the resignation for Andrew Cuomo? Uh, not as of late last week. I'm checking uh, this week so far, but I'm expecting nothing. And no statement ever came out, correct? No statement. Nope. Grab it in front of all of these people? That is not a practical joke. Hallinan claims this happened in full view of other people. I was pressured to not report it to law enforcement originally, and I was pressured to not quit her campaign when this happened. All I have to say is, this guy was pressured, this guy was pressured, and what do you do when someone doesn't cave to pressure? But he has a little bit of leverage. Make him an offer you can't refuse. The story disappeared. I want to know, why did it disappear? How did it disappear? In addition to the $6,500 that was spent in September, how much... We'll go ahead and pick the rest of this stuff up, but I have uh, Brigadier General Greg Zanetti here in studio with me. Let me turn on the camera so we can see everybody. And uh, Greg Zanetti, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And uh, you, I know that you're a, you know an advertiser here on the radio station but i mean this is one of the reasons why you get turned on to the stuff that we do because we're way ahead of the curve and we got doubt fact checking and you know we uh, take these risks by putting this uh, information out there but this is absolutely disgusting and now you see i mean it shouldn't just be she should resign as governor of the state of new mexico she should uh, well excuse me she shouldn't be impeached which you can go to impeachmlg.com and go ahead and print those out uh, over well over 16,000 people have already done so um, but she should be removed as the head of the Democratic Governors Association immediately, effective immediately, just for this settlement, which confirms the guilt that she had this settlement. Also, I think it takes her out of contention for running for re-election at this point, and uh, she should probably step aside and let somebody else with more ethical behavior uh, probably get involved in, in the situation. This is not the best public behavior, and as we have seen over the last year and a half, uh, this woman is certainly unfit for office, at least from my perspective, Greg. Well, yeah, okay, so let's let's take a little bit deeper and let's let's do an analysis of her leadership style or who she is as a, a leader. And Eddie, these they've done profiles across the board of sexual harassers. Well, what are the common denominators, whether they're male or female? Now, most sexual harassment is still predominantly male, but females do it too. Is clearly. And so, let's just start going down the checklist. Uh, let's see. Sexual harassers looking to control and dominate others. Would you say checkbox on that with our governor? Absolutely. Yep. I no would doubt. too. Uh, the harasser feels more in control when she has power over somebody else. Yes. All right. Um, harassers are looking to embarrass and humiliate their targets. Hazing, which right. is what happened. Yeah, that's true. You bring up the military piece. Yeah, you see, the hazing. yeah, uh, but really isn't. It isn't sexually stimulating. It's not that kind of thing. It, sure. It's meant to degrade somebody. Which is exactly what this did, as you heard from the comments from James Allen. Yeah, uh, it's there's a rush, a, a, you know, a kind of an emotional rush when you have the power to control or hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. Would you say check? Absolutely. That I think that's the biggest one is uh, threatening someone's livelihood which is the uh, number one thing, is no longer feel comfortable in their job, in their position, forced to find means to provide for themselves other places. Uh, would you say that when it happens in a workplace, it's a form of manipulation? Yes, very much right. so. Yeah, I, that's, that's, uh, that's harder to, to prove because you have to make a determination whether the other person was a willing participant. Okay. Um, 
Would you say that it devalues someone by calling attention to their sexuality rather than their performance, who they are, you know, the, the, their character? Yeah, it takes off uh, their abilities. It takes away from their abilities. Sure. Okay, so I think, we, and would you say that there, this is another one of the profiles, that there's an underlying anger, and it, it will manifest in this kind of way? Well, I, I can't say that. Um, but what I can say is there definitely is right now for Michelle Lujan Grisham underlying anger uh, for and what she's pursuing. Well, which is why we see the veto, right, Dowd? Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, just the simple petty politics that happened out in uh, Valencia County. Okay. And now, getting rid of the health care center. Now, think of what this did to the inner circle around her. Did she then have to compromise all of their integrity? Yes, because it's a teachable moment. Making an example of of one person uh, gives everybody else a new line in the sand that's been drawn. And then they all basically went silent, right? Did Mm -hmm. anybody step forward to defend James? Nope. Which makes them equally culpable. Sure. Witnessing a crime and not reporting it. So now you start to think of this as a leadership style for the state. Now, let's take it forward to when we had our... Emergency. You know, it's a little over a year ago. COVID mm-hmm. hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go down the list of the sexual harassing, you know, kind of qualifications. Are, are we about to engage in that abusive spouse uh, comparison that I've been making for years? Yeah. <laughs> Did she apply these same leadership yes. tactics, techniques, oh, yes. procedures in the COVID thing? Yes, absolutely. Was it all about control? Yes. Check. Was it about manipulation of data and quote unquote the science yes, to get what she wanted? Especially, yes, manipulation of data. She had total control of all the data. Right. And then if anybody came up the other, were they harassed and shouted down and pushed to the side? Yeah, but uh, through other means. So you had the news media congregate with one another right. uh, at the, simultaneously on the same news stories. And they were considered quote unquote partners. Uh, our partners, right, Dowd, in the media? Is yes, that the way yes, they were yep, referred yep, to? Yep, they, multiple times, yep. And did this power to control and this need to control, this rush, you know, the adrenaline rush, did it hurt others in our community? Incalculably. Right. There is no measure to how bad she has impacted, which is uh, she's demonstrated a, a negligence, um, malfeasance, and uh, a complete and total insubordination to every single citizen of the state of New Mexico by taking it upon herself to compromise her position. And her position is at the service of every single New Mexican. Okay, so now let's spring it forward. Here she is in the middle of this brew. Uh, How do you think that she will behave? What will her reaction be? Do you truly believe she's going to resign? Self-deprecation. It's what she did, uh, right? Yeah, I don't look good. Right down. Uh, clarify if I'm wrong. Oh, right, 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 right. I don't look good. Yeah, uh, but running around in my twelve dollar pajamas. Right, right. So Maybe these optics humor, aren't right, but right. I, I still care about New Mexico. Yeah, humor, ridicule, yeah. Um, and then deflection. Uh, she'll an attempt to change the storyline by getting the channels four, seven, thirteen, uh, the Albuquerque Journal to work on her behalf and feed them leads on stories and opportunities for interviews. Uh, so she will not take responsibility, nor will she ever say, I am accountable no. for this behavior. No, no, no. We, and we know that because she could not even follow through on asking Mario Qu- or Andrew Cuomo to resign uh, as head of the Democratic uh, I just checked, Eddie, and, and uh, there has been, uh, since that May 4th broadcast of ours, uh, there has been nothing. And, and her precise language in responding to the, New York, to the Washington Post question was, you know, they asked her, should... should 
you know, release some sort of statement or, or, or a comment on this, and her response was, quote, I believe that we will and we should. Never did. Never did. Right. So to your, to, to your answer, there you go. All right. To your question, there you go. So now I guess we'd have to get into the guts of what was the deal that was worked out beyond the $67,000 where the final payment has now been made because clearly she was in violation. That, that's, that's, no, there might be more payments more forthcoming. We oh. don't know. Okay. Yeah, that, that was, it's indetermined whether or not there's going to be more payments. The oh. payments have been paid from November through uh, March of this year. Those are five payments. And it came out of her campaign funds. Correct. Not, yeah, not five, taxpayer money. Five, five, five payments of $12,500. Okay, so basically her donors put, put the bill for this. <laughs> and so, you know, what will be the quid pro quo on that? Okay, Michelle, we, we paid to get you out of trouble here. What do we get in return? Would that be a reasonable thing to expect down the line if your donation money didn't go to reelect, but basically went to pay off for bad behavior? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's. She that. took Darren White's marijuana money and uh, basically turned around and uh, gave it uh, out to James Allen in doubt. Yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> Funny how that worked. Well, it's an interesting way to put it, but yeah, that's, no, that's probably exactly part right. Of it's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep donating, Republicans. Keep donating to Michelle Lujan Grisham. All right, so sexual harassment falls under what? Title Seven of the uh, what law against sexual discrimination in the workplace? Because this was in the workplace, right? It was at a work event. Is that workplace? Well, I would think so. She was in Anytime his employee. Anytime there's a, an employee, capacity, right? Yeah. yeah. She, yeah he's that's in her employee. Everywhere she goes at any time because she's employed 24-7. All right. So she's in violation okay. of the law. And basically, she's admitted she was in violation of the law. Right. So who's going to step forward and say, we're filing charges? I don't have a, I don't have a law degree. I haven't passed the <laughs> I don't bar, either. <laughs> um, but I would be the first person to line up. Right, and so well, the deal probably says that he doesn't, he won't pursue anything with the criminal. I mean, that's probably I think part that's of it. Probably like, a part a, of the settlement. Yeah, DNA. You can't talk about it. You don't. You're not going to pursue any. You know, you're not going to contact the law enforcement. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably that's what the payoff is. That's you know, that's what he gets out of it. Shut right. up, money. <laughs> yeah, hush money. I was offered that a couple of years ago, actually. And, and a lot less than sixty-two thousand dollars, by the way. A lot less. Well, and I didn't more, take it. If you were more <laughs> handsome, if you were more handsome and uh, good-looking, <laughs> that's right. Someone could hit on you. <laughs> that's right. And so, has he spoken about it since? No. Right. We attempted to reach out to him uh, several times. I understand that he might be doing PR for Manny's. Uh, Manny's campaign, which is being run by Jay McCluskey, uh, from what I understand. Uh, oh, yeah, he's flipped over on that, so uh, oh, he's going to be helping the Democrats the on that. So continues. I, I think this is sort of like a precursor to that. I think that's the M.O. for this coming out. Because my sources on this, which is how I advance the puck, are related to those very same sources where this information is getting. Did you notice that who's on the, who's on the write-up on the Albuquerque Journal death? Oh, on it? Who wrote the article? Yeah, there's two oh. two people. McKay and Boyd, the big, the big boys. And you put them both on it. Yeah. That's letting you know, hey, ding, ding, uh, first round of the election. That's essentially what they're doing right now. This is, you know, you kind of take out everybody in the periphery. This is the way they're working that. And they're going to use what she has done. It's timing. I mean, Jay's very good at that. Right. And I think he pushed that, that stuff out at that very same time, you know, to get that out there. And then that settlement because the source that I have comes directly from that circle so that's how I knew about all the rest of the stuff that had already come out like oh we have it on very good very good authority that this information is 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 definitely forthcoming I'm like okay we'll just go through it and then you just heard you know our complete play on this whole entire thing 
I mean, that's, you know, tactically, that's the way you win. Right. You attack everybody on the periphery. And if you come into our cage in an attempt to try and do what you can to create some sort of suasion for Mayor Keller, you know, in the re-election against Manny, I think that's the whole entire thing. But I think a lot of that will get lost because there's not a, a lot of uh, strength uh, really coming from the right side, and, it, and it's more fractured than ever. So that's the that's why you're seeing this story now when it actually could have come out back in October. Right. Which would been which is more or less when the deal was settled. Right. You don't start paying in, in November if you yeah. did your deal now. Sure. So holding on to this information and wheeling it out, right? I mean, this is kind of an inside-out conversation. Right. You and I are no, having it personally. I mean, but I'm telling you that that's how the sausage is made here. All right. So now if you look at her campaign finance report right now, mm. how much money has she raised so far? For the like 350000 uh-huh. Because she didn't think that she was going to be running, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, see, I, I thought it was even lower than that now. Of course, it would be lower by $67,000 as this has gotten paid out. Well, Hector's got 700000 I mean, if she's really going to take one for the team, it would be best for her to go ahead and step aside and put in Hector because he's looking for a job as it is. He's turned out. Right. And so now you're starting to look forward and say, you know, the rumor mill was what she was going to announce for re-election in mid-May, right? Right. So, you know, we'll see. May 17th. All right. So that's only, what, less a little over a month out. Mm. We'll see if that plays out. But what this is chipping away at is this image that she has that I'm one of you, I love you, I care for you. I don't think she has that image. Oh, she in her mind. I think she has that. Yeah, I think she does too. (laughs) That she's the she's a legend in her own mind. Yes, she's also eight feet tall in her own mind. (laughs) But as far as you know, the hugging. You know, I'm in my like you said the the twelve dollar t shirt and poor me. I haven't gotten to see. I mean, all this is beginning to fracture and break around her and. You, you got to wonder what's going on in Democrat circles right now about, you know, uh, are you really the one to lead us at the top of the ticket? And like you said, it's still very early. Memories are short. But this this has not helped one bit, and this will be resurrected over and over again as we head toward 2022. Well, I don't know if you are looking at this, you know, down the line in such a way as to see how the ripple effect uh, uh of it will inevitably be. I don't know that this gets recirculated. I don't know that this gets recirculated and gets any airplay uh, from local media the way that they would like for it to be. I think there's gonna they're gonna create other storylines um, that are gonna just like this whole thing with uh, what's his name Wright in Minneapolis. Mm. You know how do we stoke those flames and keep them going? You know? Right. You know, and I talked about the staging that was going on. And that's the way I wanted this whole entire segment to end is exactly that way. Is like. All the world's a play. I mean, all the world's a show. So they're going to stage these things to put this stuff out there. And when you control, when pieces of influence, both from the right and the left, are influencing the media and directing the storylines, well, ultimately, who could collect the, you know, really conducts the storyline is is going to be the mainstream media. So I don't, even if it might be out there, I don't know that it's going to play itself out there. Okay. So now let's take it to the next step. And that is, you know, on all this profiling thing that we just did. If you were to take it down to what we would call the center of gravity, it's a lack of conscience where you really don't feel empathy for somebody else. Uh, they call that psych, uh, psychopath. A milder form is sociopath. Right. Okay, so now 
Let's take it to another issue that you have talked about on this show frequently, and that was Epstein. Mm, yeah. So we already tied this to her behavior with COVID, and it mm. matches the profile. Yeah. All right. Now, here we have the Epstein case just taking place on the other side of the mountain, which was probably the biggest story in New Mexico history in the last 100 years. Yeah, but it was squashed. Right. Same exact way that I just told you, right. same mechanism. Right. But it was all, it involved princes and presidents and governors and children. And I mean, this is international intrigue of the, of the highest order. Mm. And think about the reaction that came out of leadership in New Mexico. Um, was the story completely controlled? Uh, of course. You know, was there any justice done? I mean, all of these things that we talked about with sexual harassment, I mean, the, the outlines of it are all there on the Epstein case as well. And this is, you wonder why New Mexico's not advancing. Mm-hmm. Well, how can we possibly advance when we can't, when we don't even have a conscience for the most vulnerable, the weakest, where the, where the leadership gets to do whatever they want? without any kind of recourse or justice, no wonder the population starts to feel beaten down a little bit. Like, well, what can we do? Is there any chance for uh, justice, for right winning out, for the good guys coming out ahead? Or is that only for the lower parts of our society? You know, I get picked up for drunk driving. I'm in the slammer. Meanwhile, you get to do whatever the heck you want, and you get rewarded, and you get your fines paid, and off you go. There's a two-tiered system of justice around here yep. where the wealthy and the and the insiders and the connected operate on one set of rules and the rest of us, well, you know, we'll apply the laws to you. And this is our main problem in New Mexico and she feeds it. That's, that's uh, what I would say. A frank facing of the... I'm reading... Uh, Eddie's loaning me good to great the book about now that I'm in the for-profit sector... I'm, I'm going to make my way to my millions, <laughs> Eddie. I'm reading that book, and it's, it, it says that the um, one of the one of the main reasons companies can take that step up to the next level is they have a frank facing of their problems. They don't wallow in their problems, but denying the problems leads to so much pain down the road. That's the whole story of New Mexico as a state: just ignoring it and not facing it. So you can wallow. You could become this sort of neurotic Woody Allen type, type be too self-deprecating, you know. But but. That there's a, that's different than right. frankly facing the problem and saying, here's where we are. We're not going to lie about it anymore. It's going to be hurtful. It's going to hurt to look at this. It's going to hurt to go through a transition. But we can't lie to ourselves anymore. We're going to face the facts and we're going to move forward. And there's no willingness, as far as I can tell, in the political leadership in this state by anyone to do that. Task. So, so let, me, let, me, let me say why that is. And you made the point first, uh, Greg. So I would, and we're here with uh, Greg Zanetti, uh, Dowd, and uh, Rudy's uh, listening in the room. But let me tell you why nothing will ever change, and this isn't going to be that big of a deal. This is a speed bump for them. So zero doubt that Nora Sackett and Michelle Lujan Grisham knew that the story was going to come out in the Albuquerque Journal. Zero doubt. Didn't come as a surprise to them. Okay, They know that this is going to be their low point. They know that they're relaunching their campaign. You know, in a rational, reasonable, accountable world, which we don't live in in the state of New Mexico. Right. You know, that's that you would, the expectation in our extrapolations would be more precise and correct, but they aren't going to work in that way. And the reason why is the people that are running both parties, both Democrat and Republican, are together. Hmm. They worked out their deal behind closed doors making midnight phone calls to one another to tell each other 
how this is going to go down. I want to let you know, here's what's going to happen. This is coming down. Uh, be expecting it and, you know, prepare your reactions accordingly, okay? And they have been working because ultimately there's so much more to control here, and namely it's the population of the state of New Mexico. The Republicans right. and the Democrats have rebranded themselves as the same party going forward. That happened with the nomination of Mark Moore, someone who voted for the ETA, someone who voted to legalize pot. Oh, now he didn't because Eddie Aragon put pressure on him. So you, you have these things that are really, okay, where's the kitty? Where's the money? Who's going to be making it? Like when, you, when you're legalizing pot, there's really only going to be like four or five guys who are going to make a bunch of money. Right. Everybody else is, well, there's, what, 100 people total? But it's really Duke Rodriguez, uh, uh, Darren White, and a few other people who are all involved in the pot industry, right? And neither Democrat or Republican, you can actually differentiate all this kind of stuff. So they can't really politically leverage each other on policy any longer. Right. So they take shots when they can for the little adjustments in power behind the scene. But does anything actually ever change? Do streets get better? Does the city improve? Does the state of New Mexico become more enlightened about itself and certainly move into a different way? It doesn't because it's by design. They understand that they're all basically drinking from the same trough. The State Investment Council, New Mexico Finance Authority, $46 billion, and control the governor's mansion. New boss, same as the old boss, with the same exact players, same exact people, who are fighting their little proxy wars with each other right. on the front lines, but using other people. And every single person that's involved, whether you're running out of candidate like Mark Morris to stop Eddie Aragon, or you're going to, or you're deciding to go ahead and put somebody else out there. These are all small little casualties, blips on the radar that nobody is even going to even remember. What they are going to remember is that, yeah, I remember that happened. A pizza party for Susanna, or the, uh, or Michelle Lujan Grisham, you know, grabbed someone's crotch at at a, at a right. party and they settled it. Does anything change? Nothing. This is an impact. It's just, you know what? In New Mexico, we have the word, and I know uh, Dowd would know what this word isn't, and it's called mitote. It's like something that they just kind of just, oh, we got you a little <laughs> bit more of a stain. You can't really kind of get through. But the people of New Mexico are like, it's expected. We we knew what Bill Richardson did. He pounded a couple bottles of wine every single day. He had his uh, hands all over the asses of several of his staffers. Uh, he's settled these things constantly with them, them, but he still is the most powerful man in the state of New Mexico. And he knows where all the dead bodies are. Oh, meanwhile, he's sitting on a board with Hunter Biden, uh, you know, Devin Archer, and all these other guys running a company called BGK, and no one's going to even touch him. Why? By design. It doesn't change anything. People have these stories, and they're legendary, and we can't get a good soldier in there to go in and start to clean things up because they're going to sit down with you and they're going to have a talking to and they say, this is, around, this is the way things work around here, son. When the people of New Mexico finally demand something different and to demand a certain level right. of accountability, we'll get it. But the problem is, is it's not going to happen. Because they're not going to let us get to that information. They won't let enough of that information get out into the news media. I could sit here and rifle off phone records of things that I have and stuff that I can go ahead and air out. You know, and why people want to go ahead and listen to this radio station because they get good information. But I'm the, I can't just hold these people accountable because I'm not dealing from a position of power. I'm simply providing information out to a marketplace. What you need, this is the best thing, is you need to, it has to be repeatable. You have to beat it and drumbeat it into people's heads to the point where you're getting every single person saying it every time. The most remarkable thing that happened with the Wagyu beef uh, uh, incident back on September 23rd of last year wasn't the fact that she did all this the fact that people were talking about it at right. gas stations and grocery stores and oh did you hear yes. about the government and then it died 
Was there any follow-up beyond that? No, there's nothing else. No one's digging deeper because they can't dig deeper. Because you can't sue a government official when the entire Supreme Court is controlled by a bunch of Democrats. And they recirculate a bunch of, you know, quote-unquote Republicans onto the Supreme Court every so often. And they're not even Republicans. They're Democrats because they know we're all this kind of stuff. It is the level of entrenched corruption that will never change. And I know every single one of those powerful people who's listening and who have listened to me know that I know exactly what what they wish I didn't know about them. That's the problem. And if I would if I would have been in, the, in charge of that Republican Party, I can guarantee there would be heads rolling all over the state. But they're not going to let that happen because again, we got to do whatever we can to get a guy who knows what's actually happening out there to, to from taking control of the Republican Party of the opposition and possibly getting rid of the entire. And it's like the five families, right? The five Italian families and the five boroughs. They're all hanging out, and all of a sudden, you know, a helicopter comes in, and Joey Zaza takes <laughs> everybody out and shoots them all up. That, that, that moment's not going to happen in the state of New Mexico, Greg. It's just not. It's by design. Those five families are going to say, well, you can distribute to this neighborhood, but if you go too far, you're going to cross that line. And if this ends up in, in where I grew up, then heads are going to roll. <laughs> the deals are all worked out amongst those five families or amongst the people who control the state of New Mexico. That's why this is just fun to talk about for a day, but it's not going to go anywhere. See, what I would say is there's an acute, there's a cumulative effect that at some point this breaks, because corruption always breaks. Uh, evil always breaks. It, it will feed on itself until it breaks. We're headed for an inflection point in this state. I firmly believe it. Uh, what will drive it? It could be... I don't know, an economic crisis. Uh, you and I have talked about that at length on this show, that we can't continue to spend trillions and trillions of dollars without consequences. And when these five families or whomever they are, when they don't have resources anymore, when they don't have the power they used to have, when they can't give out what they used to give out, and promises are broken, well, now loyalties shift now people begin to drift away. Now power melts away because the resources go away. Again, that's a rational, normal place. <laughs> that is not the state of New Mexico. Look at the people who and the money that has been raised. And sorry to interrupt right, you, but if you going. look at Deborah Holland, 85% of the money she raised was out of state. Look at the money that's coming in for the new Congressional District 1 candidates. It's not coming in from local yokel donors. They're like, nah, I'm not going to do anything. It's coming in from people like Louisiana, people own property here, people from all across the country to come in and say, hey, come fight this war in here. There's this great big payoff uh, known as the State Investment Council, New Mexico Finance Authority, right. where they're getting as good. And uh, if you want a piece of that, you need to go ahead and pay, in, uh, pay to get in. And those people... You know, you say it's the five. I mean, I know who the people are that control the, that are controlling that. And we need someone who's not part of that. Right. No, I agree completely. And and that's where you have to decide. Do you give in to despair? I, I choose not no, to. No. Exactly. Of course not. Uh, or do you do you fight and continue to fight and continue to fight and say, uh, this is it. This is the hill I stand on and we're we're not giving up. And we have a message, and you're right. If it takes beating it over and over and over again, I do believe that there's that spark of conscience mm. in all of us mm -hmm. that can be lit. And once it is lit, it's an amazing thing to behold as people say, enough. Now, you know, this isn't a call to violence. I'm not saying that. 
but it is a call to radical change away from a philosophy that you have just described that has been embedded in, I'll say, part of New Mexico culture. But you know, there's a lot of DNA inside New Mexico that doesn't match up with any of this at all. And they're repulsed by all of this. Yeah, sure. And so... Uh, I'm that person. Right. And you represent far more people than I think you know on both sides, Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, as many Democrats as Republicans, for sure. I think so, too. Yeah, there's, there's, it's a, the crossover for, that I have. And, and it's, again, I think has a lot to do with the fact that I'm Hispanic. And I'm from here. Right. And people, I'm from here vote, too. people vote for, for uh, being a native New Mexican. They vote for uh, you being Hispanic. Like, those little things count for a lot more than just the party. I mean, Democrats for Domenici. Does anybody even remember what that was? I do. That's exactly what got Domenici elected every single time. And it's exactly right. why, you know, Manuel Lujan and uh, Schiff got elected every single time because St. Pete came in and said, you know what, I'm going to come do a couple events for you. Remember, this is my friend. And you want to vote for them because they still remember the old guard. Right. And they had a natural empathy and a love for the people of New Mexico. And everyone felt it and knew it. Yes. Do you believe that emanates from our leadership and our governor today? Of course not. No, it's it's really psychopathic. Uh, I, no I think doubt. so too. I mean, we were. I mean, Martin Heinrich, uh, you know, couldn't couldn't tell you anything about the terrain of, of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yet he was a city councilor. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham couldn't tell you anything about Bernalillo County Commission, even though she was on there. It was <laughs> right. just a, a place for her to jump. You think off Martin point. Heinrich could tell you what county uh, Vaughn, New Mexico, is in? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but the veneer that the governor puts out of this smiling, oh, COVID's going to kill you, my poor grandmother. I mean, this is what she tries to portray. This mm-hmm. is what I think is breaking right now, where people are beginning to realize she's a phony. Yeah. None of this is real. This is fake. And we hate that. Yeah. And you know, say what you want about New Mexicans, but, but we like authenticity. And I, I think it's beginning to crack with her. And if it cracks at the top, I could see it rippling down. I, I just don't see, see people caring enough. I wish Cologne and Hector, you know, the, the best of buds could be, would uh, say, hey, we're tired of putting up with this. You know, you're making the rest of us look bad. Because she's had her way somehow. And, you know, and Cologne was running things far ahead of all of all of her even ascending at her in that position. So whatever she happens to have had over them must have been pretty darn good because she's used to making these deals happen. And uh, I think Bill, you know, had a lot more pool in terms of who is going to run for governor than oh, I agree. even think. There's, there's zero doubt in my mind he's the one who ultimately made the decision for her to run uh, ahead of uh, either Cologne or, or Hector Balderas or anybody else, and right. certainly Joseph Cervantes. Well, it's like Obama at the national level. Anybody who doesn't think Obama's in it up to his eyeballs right now in the Biden administration is just naive. Right. And so, yeah, so the same thing, you're right, is trickled down to New Mexico. But when she starts to crack, do you really think Hector and the other high-ranking Democrats who felt emasculated, and we're back to our sexual harassment thing right now, Yeah. don't you think they will turn on her? Uh, in a normal, again, in a normal <laughs> world, uh, but where everybody knows everybody else's peccadillos and they leverage them and they sit you into a room like Michael Padilla. You remember okay. what happened with Michael Padilla? No. They had a sexual harassment thing back on him in 2006 and she basically rushed him out, said if this, all this stuff is going to come out and I'm going to recirculate all of this stuff uh, back out into the marketplace if you decide to go ahead and run. 
Michael is as gifted as a politician as I've seen. I right. say the same exact thing for, for Brian Cologne. I right. don't agree with anything of right. either one of those guys. Agreed. But I would say I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with both of those guys. And I would say Cologne is like ten times the politician that Michelle Grisham could ever even hope to be. He's immediately likable in many ways as a right. statesman. And the thing is, is he had to make that, say he fell on that sword for whatever reason. And I think it's because when you're too intelligent, you know too much... People have a tendency to not trust you. It's just, I have the same problem he does. Okay, so let's let's circle this back. We're sure. getting back toward the top of the hour. So back to the sexual harassment. And the bigger picture, the profile of what is leading New Mexico. And it comes down to, well, one key word is, is control. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually throw in a, more, a harsher word, and maybe I shouldn't, but death. I mean, if it's not physical, it's political death. I mean, it's, you're taken out, you're taken out. It's, mm-hmm. un, it's unmerciful. If you disagree, if you go against the party line, if you dare to, and that can only work for so long. Mm-hmm. And you know, I see this in the military. The guy who comes in is the commander who barks orders, screams at people, yells, harasses. That can work for a while. It's and effective. Then, and then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then the oil in the Humvees isn't filled up as high as it should have been. The air pressure, you know, in the tires isn't what it should be. You know, guys stop showing up for work at yes. the exact time. Yes. It, and it, there's an underlying thing that starts to erode the leadership and the command. And the guy who's barking orders just screams more and more and more. And it's ever, ever, ever more less effective. This is her style. And this is who she is. And she's gotten away with it for two years. Well, that, I mean, she's just demonstrating her lack of intelligence. And her need wow. to control it. No, really. It's who she is. Well, you're right. Okay, keep I, mean, I mean, if you think about someone who has to leverage that type of power and force, right. it generally has to have a lower level of intelligence associated with it because there's so many better ways to en- engage people over the long term and actually befriend them. And she doesn't do that. She immediately creates enemies, uses force, and casts away and... Uh, you know, forces her edicts on people, and that doesn't work for her as long as she'd hoped because it's already right. fading within the two and a half years that she's been in power. Right. So then, what happens to the the princes and princesses and the dukes and earls that are around her? At some point, they do turn on you. How but, many of them were were left out within the first year of her administration? Uh, Olivia Padilla, the uh, budget person. You had the uh, epidemiologist. You had the uh, Office of African American Affairs. Uh, safety, yeah, you had every single person fall out of that. Do you mind wrapping okay. up the hour when you turn? You got to, you got to run. Uh, no, no, we can, we can do one. Okay, I've got to just uh, hit the top of the hour. Fox News very quickly. Thanks everybody for tuning in, uh, finding us on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. We'll check the news. We'll be back in uh, two minutes right here in the Kiva AM six hundred KIVA ABQ dot FM. This is the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIVA Albuquerque. Demonstrations underway. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. Protesters have gathered in front of the police department in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, after the shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright during a traffic stop on Sunday as the officer involved and the police chief stepped down. Less than 24 hours after the world learned the identity of Kim Potter, the uh, 26-year veteran of the force, the officer at the center of the storm. She has submitted her resignation along with the police chief here, Tim Gannon. Potter's resignation uh, letter reads in part, 
heart. I have loved every minute of being a police officer, but I believe it is in the best interest of the community, the department, and my fellow officers if I resign. Fox is Mike Tobin in Brooklyn Center. The cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul have issued overnight curfews after two nights of violent protests. President Biden spoke this morning at a ceremony for Capitol Police Officer William Evans, who was laid in honor. He was killed earlier this month in an attack near the Senate side of the Capitol. He was defined by his dignity, his decency, his loyalty, and his courage. And mom, that's because of you and his dad. That's how it happened, not by accident. Another officer was hurt in the attack. The driver was shot and killed. Evans is the second Capitol Police officer this year to lie in honor in the rotunda. The San Luis Obispo County Sheriff has announced they've cracked a cold case from 1996. I'm here this afternoon to announce the arrest of Paul Flores for the murder of Kristen Smart and the arrest of his father, Ruben Flores, as an accessory to the murder. Sheriff Ian Parkinson says Paul Flores was the last person seen with Kristen Smart on the Cal Poly campus before she vanished. Both were students. The arrest come about a month after the sheriff named Paul Flores as a prime suspect. The remains of Kristen Smart have not yet been found, but the sheriff says that search will continue. America is listening to Fox News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Everything you want it to be. Everything. As long as what you want is road. To ride your motorcycle on. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. Cleanliness and safety are essential to the success of any business. That's why Cintas has introduced our Total Clean program. A one-of-a-kind service that includes scheduled deliveries of essential cleaning supplies, hygienically cleaned uniforms, and on-site sanitizer and disinfectant services to help eliminate germs. Learn what the Cintas Total Clean program can do for you. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday permit for a confederate event is denied at a park which has been a gathering spot for white supremacists. For centuries, these Stone Mountain Parks had ties to the Ku Klux Klan and been a gathering spot for white supremacists. But this year, the Stone Mountain Memorial Association has rejected a request for a gathering permit from the Sons of Confederate Veterans who will not be able to host its annual Confederate Memorial Day service at the park outside Atlanta. Something the group says it's done at least 18 times before without issue. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reporting the association cited reasons such as safety concerns, specifically the pandemic and racial tensions for denying a permit to the park, which has the largest Confederate monument ever crafted. Lillian Wu, Fox News. Facebook making changes on how people can appeal posts that the site claims violate its rules. Previously, only those who disagreed with the removal of their own posts or comments could make appeals. Folks first have to report content they think violates the site's rules and wait for Facebook's initial review. If Facebook decides to leave the post or comment up, that individual will be given a reference ID and a deadline to appeal. Multiple complaints will be combined into one case file. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. On Wall Street, the major indexes ended the day mixed. The Dow lost 68 points. The Nasdaq gained 146 points. The S&P up 13 points. I'm Lee Silasera, and this is Fox News.
I know I'm really short. Here we go with hour number two, and we're going to put things together, starting with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande, and boy, it's a nice day out there right now. But a little windy, but nothing to really worry about. 53 degrees on the hilltop in Los Alamos, 69 in Ob Hill, and 71 at the Rock of Talk. Accident has been working on for I-40. This is westbound as you transition on to I-25 south. So do get ready for some delays from Carlisle. Nothing horrid, but it's still kind of an attention getter especially on the right side of the freeway. I-25 northbound, that's been kind of stubborn between Gibson out to Avenida Cesar Chavez and then a little slowing through the S-curve and then things will come back to normal on your way to I-40. And it looks like I-40 westbound. Something must be wrong here. If I were a betting man at Unser, there must have been an accident because it is bumper to bumper all the way back down to Rio Grande Boulevard westbound on I-40. This traffic report brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Amazing Grace... Provides companion care at reasonable rates. And we're talking about great stuff, too. Mobile assistance, meal preparation, cognitive assistance. Really amazing people ready to help. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, accepting insurance as well as pay clients. Connect with Amazing Grace by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. We are up to date. Let's dive in to the rock of talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. There on that cool app or rockoftalk.tv. You can check us out there. Uh, Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, a full-blown hour right there. Thanks for tuning in for the entire time and uh, being locked and loaded. We're here with uh, Brigadier General Greg Zanetti. Uh, he is an advertiser here on this radio station, Zanetti Financial. You can reach him at 250-3754. Just go to my website, ZanettiFinancial.com. Talking about uh, really ethics and leadership and Correct. all this. And I want to uh, let Greg uh, kind of wrap up uh, the the first hour and put a nice little bow on it, as he often so often does here on this day. And we're going to play uh, more back from our March 4th broadcast where we told you about all this stuff happening and you know doesn't we don't just take those shots but i want to say one thing we talk about consequence greg right and uh, i read the bible as history you know more for information in so many ways you know i'm not at that point where i'm like very prayerful i, I feel like the immersion is going to happen to have over <laughs> have to happen over decades but but you know oftentimes we find that you know the, there's no there's no punishment fitting the crime there's no punishment anymore there's no accountability and uh, right now, I'm on First Samuel 15. Just happened to be uh, open wow. uh, yesterday. Well, I have it as a, it's it's very easy because it just so tomorrow we got uh, tomorrow's okay. what April 15th, not tax day. Second Chronicles 28, two Kings 16, 17. Then uh, oh, that's oh, sorry, that's that's not where we're at because we're still at Samuel. Sorry, here we go. April 15th, Psalm 7, uh, 27, 31, 34, and 52, and then 16th is. It's like the whole Bible as history chronologically. It's really cool, and it really helps helps me. But um, here on this Samuel's First uh, uh, Samuel fifteen, and you know I don't get biblical or preachy ever, right? right? But I really like God when He was in Samuel fifteen, right? Right? Because He's like, then Samuel said to Saul, "The Lord sent me to anoint you as king over His people, over Israel. Now therefore, listen to the words of the Lord." Hear this, Dowd. That you might, you, we might turn you Christian just yet. <laughs> I'm not going back to that plantation. Oh! Thus says the Lord of hosts, 
I will I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, right. how he set himself against him on the way while he was coming up from Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and utterly destroy all that he has and do not spare him. But put to death both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Okay. I just love it. Because it's like so... There's your moral so, God, so ladies and gentlemen, right there. Yeah, I mean, that's justice. And Dad was asking me yesterday, and we were doing the ten questions, like, I wish I had the moral clarity. He's like, well, what do you do to a woman who's killed her children? Like, you kill her. <laughs> Without hesitating. It's like, there used to be that type of thing that happened... Uh, in society, and it set order. It right. set order, and amidst all this chaos, when there are people who are, you know, being pun like guy in Angel Fire, for example, Dowd, great article that you put in the uh, Rock of Talk chat and news. Like he had less than four, three, four hundred dollars, but because he's a police officer, he has to spend six months in jail now, right. one hundred and eighty-one days. Right. But if someone walked into Walmart right now and sold a $999 right. flat screen TV, you can't even write anything about that. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. the order comes from the example, which is what I'm getting to, that our leaders have to set. They set the tone for everything else and any state. And boy, from, from the $200 Wagyu beef to jewelry <laughs> to, you know, grabbing crotches and spanking butts at parties, boy. All right. Well, let's... Let's circle this back just for sure, someday, if you want me to give you a whole talk on Amalek and who he was and what he did and the line Amalek weaves his way all the way through scripture to the very, very end. It's a fascinating really? story. Okay. So I will tell yeah. you about it, not here. But as you're reading the Bible as history, Eddie, the great story of the Bible isn't humanity's spiritual faith in God. It's God's faith in us. That he gives us chance after chance after chance. The mercy that he shows to us. That we will come through in the end. That we will do the right thing. He has amazing faith that we will come through. And I believe that about New Mexico. Wow. All of this stuff you were just talking about. We will come through. Now, he promises, but we must act. Yeah. And so we have to offer an alternative to what we have now. And what do we have now? a command and control government that leadership that is not acting in the best interest of the people of New Mexico, but as you so pointed out well, acting in their own best interest to line their own pockets and to live well at the expense of others. If we offer an alternative of pushing power down, responsibility and accountability down, if we will trust them instead of trying to control them, you watch how this state will change. Wow. And I believe that God will be pleased with what we did. And how about that for a wrap-up? I think that's great. I don't know that anybody else has uh, that level of optimism. Uh, I'm going to compare it just for uh, the seculars out there. Dowd, you, you can Thank feel free you. to include yourself in that one. And that one. Uh, it was James Spader's appearance <laughs> in the office. Do you remember? Robert California. He walks in. One of the greatest characters of all time. He walks in and he gives, his, he, he gives his pep talk to everybody. And all of a sudden, people are like, 
<laughs> we can sell paper. We can sell paper. They're so excited about selling paper because we're going to beat them. We're a relationship. i got to find that. Send me that, that link down. I felt like we just got that, the James Spader t- uh, there pep talk right there. Or there's always, uh, there's always T.S. Eliot, which is what I, I, how I respond to what you gents are coming from. And uh, let's, I won't say anything about your belief system. Um, in, a, in a poem, uh, he writes, and this is how I have made peace with 30 years of fighting big government and failing every single thing I've done. Um, I, it, it, you can't take it personally. It's just people love big government. The, mo- the money's going to run out eventually, and then they're going to come to us for answers. But it's been a depressing 30 years to fight big government the last 30 years in America at the state level, at the local level. People seem to like big government. Uh, in a poem, uh, T.S. Eliot wrote, For us, there is only the trying. The rest is not our business. And I go to bed every night knowing that I tried my best today, and I don't know what the ultimate outcome is, and I can sleep easy. I like all this inspiration. But you Greg, can, I you still cut he- it with a knife. This I still really hear great. what Greg said. Somebody's going to push down power. I can think of no one more than Eddie Aragon, who knows how to push down power, and he's reading it, getting the history behind it, so he can do it. There you go. Oh wow! All right, fellas. Thank you. Thank you, Rudy. Appreciate that. All right, Greg's and Eddie, we'll see you next week uh, here in the Kiva. Uh, An absolutely wonderful hour. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Share it with a friend. Get the show wrap uh, at rockoftalk.chat. When we return, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the rest of that, and then we'll go to Murder Mike uh, as well. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. AM 600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. To vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done, and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's, the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. It's made Albuquerque famous. Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an Old Town Anchor for almost 40 years right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com a tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers such as being able to meet face-to-face, You will receive quick response times and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I 
personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer, 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Four years you've been thinking about finally making the switch to refrigerated air. Make 2020 your year to stop thinking and start doing. I'm Eddie Aragon, and I have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services. He's been involved in HVAC for over 40 years and is a local expert. He's going to come out to your home and give you the options that fit your house. And that's going to save you money and make your family feel comfortable year-round. It's time to make the switch. Call now. 792-9742. 792-9742. That's 792-9742. Or axiomhvac.com. All right, it is time we put things together. We're going to start by putting the weather together. Look at this. Some clouds out there right now, but you know what? For the most part, this week, some wind. Saturday, they say maybe a little bit of rain, but I'm just going to leave that till later for that. 69 degrees right now in uh, Rio Rancho. Now, Bill 67 and 71 at the Rock of Talk. No accident. It is just a heavy pattern that has developed I-40 westbound between, uh, looks like Rio Grande Boulevard, crossing the river, crossing Coors Road over to Unser. Cleared the accident in I-25. I'm sorry, uh, I-40 west transition I-25 south. That is now on the right shoulder. All lanes are open. A little tentative trying to make the transition, though. And it looks like things are still a little bit heavy, leaving I, I'm sorry, Curlin Air Force Base. As far as Eubank is concerned, it'll be northbound, uh, slow under 10 miles an hour from Central to I-40. This traffic report is brought to you by um, uh, Salon Deluxe in Country Club Plaza. They are really great people. They're not only with the Canyon water, the alkaline water, you know, change your water, change your life. That's not just a phrase. You will get healthy with that water. And if you'd like great hair, skin, and nails, they do it all at Salon Deluxe. Make your appointment now by going to SalonDeluxe.com. With that, we're up to date. Now, we dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 519 here in the Kiva on AM 600 FM. Now, one of the reasons why you want to subscribe to the Rock of Talk chat or get on the mailing list every single day is because there's not a single thing that we cover... During the show that isn't covered in the wraps, which is something that you need so you can go back to the stuff. And, we, you know, we check our work. We've got the, the data guy over here, Dow 3000, is consistently, you know, jumping on top of all this. And it's important because uh, 
it's important because it's accountable. It makes us accountable for every single thing that we said. And, you know, that's important to me. I've always loved that. And once we got that thing going in full swing, as long as we're doing the show, uh, we will be doing that. And I know that Dowd, uh, it's, there's a certain level, as you said, you tried, uh, a certain level of satisfaction that comes with all of that. Absolutely. You know, that you get. And it's like, you know, here's another another one in the book, so to speak. So and the feedback. Yeah, feedback helps a lot, too. We have great people out there who uh, reply. They post in comments or they contact us directly. Yeah. And if you love us or hate us, I mean, you can go back and see exactly what we're talking So back on March the 4th, uh, just to reiterate and just to really drive it home, uh, here's the final part of that that we didn't play. And thanks again to Greg Zanetti for stopping in and uh, giving us yet another lesson, another uh, instructional lesson that we get. We got a whole the drill down on the abusive behavior and the checkboxes for sexual harassment. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. So we will keep that uh, that balloon in the air, uh, so to speak. So let's listen to the rest of that. This is from March the 4th, uh, about a month and a half ago. more did that party cost? And how much money did James Hallinan potentially receive? Did he receive shut-up money? Pay off. Wow. Isn't that just awesome to hear? Were you excited about that right there, Dad? We're describing it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just exactly. It's funny how that works, right? When you have some information, you know. Oh, that Eddie, he's uh, just a bomb thrower. Yeah, he doesn't just, know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, bomb. He's just throwing bombs all day. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. In addition to the $6,500 that was spent in September, how much more did that party cost? And how much money did James Hallinan potentially receive? Did he receive shut-up money? Payoff money. We all know how this works. How much money would you like to receive in order to take your allegations away? We heard from him. We did not hear from the governor. Let's continue. Two days after the social media post, the governor's office responded with this statement, calling the allegations categorically false. It states in part, quote, no such incidents ever occurred in Hallinan's statements are bizarre and slanderous. The governor... They did not say they were untrue. Bizarre and slanderous did not say they were untrue. There's definitely something that happened. If you wanted to say it was untrue, you would say it was untrue. Mm. You wouldn't say it's bizarre. His interpretation of what happened that night is slanderous. That's not what happened that night. It was all good and jest and fun and, you know, squirting water on his crotch and uh, grabbing his crotch and all that kind of stuff has never and would never conduct herself in the manner described. It is a disgracefully <laughs> false accusation. Okay, there it is. <laughs> never. <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> like, seriously. This is so good. I get, you could just put this on a loop repeat for an entire week, and it's, people be like, well, go listen to that station. They're playing it all. Look, they, they had it right a month and a half ago. Well, no, we knew right. And she was getting paid since last November. He was getting paid, I should say. Staff members in the room for the extent of the meeting referenced by Mr. Hallinan, and all of them attest to the fact that his accusations of assault are false. Okay. Okay. So that's so if it's false, and people they can all testify to, to it. it. Yeah. yeah. Don't you go after all of them for slander? Or does the fact that he took this money prevent him from clawbacks against those people who agree with him? Like, what's in there? Did Michelle Lujan Grisham protect Dowd? Did she protect the other people who testified in support of her? Yeah. I would bet, yeah. I would bet that there's nothing in there that includes them. They're standing on their own two feet. Walk the plank. Walk the plank, chummy. Right? If you've thing? got witnesses, you fight this. And the other thing is by settling, you're inviting more lawsuits if you're in the public eye. Yeah. It was in her, in her best I interest I think she sexually harassed this. me. I think I was like 
somewhere in the vicinity. I think uh, I'll know. take only thirty grand. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's go to James Hallinan. Let's hear from him directly. Who actually went on camera? We only hear from the governor's spokesperson. We don't hear from the governor herself on this. And these are really serious accusations. If I'm not mistaken, the last week of talk radio, the last week of the news has been focused on what? Yeah, Andrew Cuomo and dealing with, uh, quote-unquote, staffers. If I'm not mistaken, the people who are accusing and, uh, Andrew Cuomo are staffers, just like Hallinan, who's head of all the Democratic governors throughout the rest of the country. You guessed it, New Mexico's own Michelle Lujan Grisham. Did Andrew Cuomo pay out any of these settlements? Did he settle with any of these people who make accusations, seven, eight of them? Not that I'm aware of. My opinion, she's even more guilty. She's even more guilty. We should go back on the timeline when she started, when she settled this thing back in October and really figure out what was going on back then, too. Just to kind of gauge her level of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, you know, troll anger. You know, see how far she carried that. That'd be interesting. Ellen? The statement goes on to say that Hallinan's time on the campaign was marked by frequent incidents of inappropriate behavior, saying, quote, he continually showed a blatant disregard and disrespect for both campaign leadership and his fellow staff members. His behavior ensured that he was never considered for a position in the governor's administration. Hallinan that is the character assassination on public TV, isn't it? That's, that's literally character assassination. I mean, you would think he'd never be able to work again, but he's going to be working. That's, his, that's uh, what the Manning lefties call it, blaming PR the guy. victim. Blaming the victim. Aren't they blaming the victim? It has played no role whatsoever in the governor's administration, and his preposterous accusations are patently absurd. We asked the governor's office if they could provide statements from any witnesses to back up their statement. They referred us to the original statement. Hallinan said the response from the governor... Nobody, nobody backed up. Uh, it, it, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, I think if you go back... I think they said that other staff members, did they not say that? Where, where are the other staff members? Multiple other staff members in the room for the extent of the meeting referenced by Mr. Hallinan, and all of them attest to the fact that his accusations of assault are false. Okay, well, where are they? <laughs> uh, why are we referring back to the original statement? How come we're not moving into where are all the rest of the staffers who are running to the rescue of Michelle Lujan Grisham? Maybe they didn't want to perjure themselves. His behavior ensured that he was never considered for a position in the governor's administration. Yeah, he was the campaign spokesperson. Yeah, I confirmed that. It, uh, he was communications director. Communications director for her campaign. Uh, he previously worked as a spokesman for Hector Balderas and, uh, oh, and uh, Brian Cerner. Cologne. And Brian Cologne. This and Brian Cologne, the very guy who's investigating, <laughs> guess who, Michelle Lujan Grisham today on her purchases. Can we, can we get a little fire action in all this? I'm ready. New Mexico's ready. We're, we're ready to see what's really going on. Statements from any witnesses to back up their statement, they referred us to the original statement. Hallinan said the response from the governor's office is, quote, ridiculous and bizarre. He's I like how I'm just layering the, the same stuff over and over the tracks. It's very effective. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's just like it keep just... You know, I'm not just taking the news blast that's coming from four or seven, whoever the reporter happens to be. Just, just layer after layer, right? Like a, uh, like a, a, a seven-layer burrito. I think. Really, if you're in the New Mexico media, uh, we've got lots of other questions about political figures and corruption in the state. Yeah. That you, you could use your resources to investigate too. Just reach out to us. We've got a lot of interesting yeah. questions. Now out of the country and says he fears retaliation. As I said to several people before I, I finally disclosed. That, you know, I'll face, I'm sure, a lot of retaliation and retribution from her. And, um, I knew that was coming. 
and um, so I will I will have to deal with that. He knew going in, you hear that, he would get retaliation. That doesn't sound like retaliation. Uh, what was that? That would be 10 months later. No retaliation, just settlement. Here's what happens when you threaten the governor. She settles. There you go. So for all of you who are so scared of, you know, the mafia of the state police and people showing up, what's that guy that called in yesterday, Dowd? Uh, he said, uh, what do we do if, if you're telling us to go to these restaurants and, you know, her henchmen show up? I'm like, what are you worried about? She, there she's all bark. You know that little chihuahua? Remember, you get, oh, should yeah. I go back to the chihuahua? <laughs> well, people, we got to bring that back. Or, hey, we got to bring back the, the chihuahua. <laughs> or, Allen has not said when he plans to return to the U.S. He, he returned to the U.S. and he lives now in Phoenix, Arizona. You can look that up. He does PR now. He had to rebuild his life. His life was decimated by him being humiliated in front of his fellow, I'm not going to say comrades, but professionals. Here's what I think happened. And I'll leave this open-ended for you for your interpretation. Because this story died. And I alluded to this the other day, and I happen to think that it's quite likely that one James Hallinan, despite not having a job, was somehow able to create, receive, paid off enough money so he could move and leave the state, never to get in the way of one Michelle Lujan Grisham again. Why did this story, with these very serious accusations to New Mexico's highest-ranking public official, how did they just disappear? Why did they just go away? As easily as taking down the Christmas tree, that's exactly what Michelle Lujan Grisham and her staff did to one James Hallinan. I'm glad Brian Colon is deciding to go ahead and assess what's happening with Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham at this Brian point. Cologne. It is his duty at this point to do whatever he can to field those complaints coming in from constituents that are out there. This guy was not just a communications director. He was a political operative. He says it really effed him up. It messed him up. Former employee of the governor's campaign, former employee of Governor Hector Balderas. He waited a year to come forward on all these allegations. But it didn't become about him. It became about what the governor thought about Howland and Levy. This is what happens with power. What happened to those three women with Cuomo? Same exact thing. Those three women don't say anything. Go away. Oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't intend to. Uh, at this point, compared to what we've heard from Cuomo, I would say Michelle Lujan Grisham's behavior, if indeed true, and if Hallinan just went away, he went out on the record and verbally said this explicitly, was worse than what Cuomo did. Mexico, please help me understand. Yeah, like, oh, you're not like, yeah, like that, that dramatic, uh, dramatic pause right there, right? What a pro. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the layering and everything that's going on. It's just uh, that was a good broadcast. There you go. If I do say so myself, 
back on March 4th. Go check it out. You can go share it. All and, you were uh, doing was asking questions. Asking questions. Now, now we have a little bit of an answer, don't we? Yeah. We got it all. We had it all. And there you go. Have fun, folks. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, I hope uh, you're feeling as low as you look. 532, back and forth. flowers never happened for me. Sleeping the day off, watching the night fall, covering nowhere. The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live, on demand, get the top ten news of the day, or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Do what you love. Deliver your best. You do life, and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683-883-3683. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. 
Dad, I think we're in deep doo-doo. Is that why everyone keeps buying all the toilet paper? Actually, New Mexico culture is rich. Plus, Monroe's has red chili, green chili, and the best customers in the world to go with it. Boy, Dad, you must really love our customers. I sure do, just like I love you, Stella. Hey, what about me? Of course you too, Ava. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Good-looking week up ahead. I can tell you right now, in Santa Fe, it's 53 degrees, 68 in Old Town, and 69 at the Rock of Talk. And we got lots of slow traffic around town. Coors Boulevard into the South Valley. Southbound, that's under 15 miles an hour. Basically, I'll 540 all the way over to Central. I scan for accidents, and I find none. Northbound, not faring much better. Coors northbound between I-40 and Sequoia, that's under uh, 20 miles an hour. In Los Lunas, some real slowdowns. Main Street eastbound heading into town. Don Pascual to Los Lentes. Literally stop and go. We're talking like stop, go, under five miles an hour. Not a lot of fun there. And if your drive takes you on Paso del Norte, the westbound trip is going to be stubborn. Basically leaving 2nd Street all the way to Coors Boulevard. This traffic report brought to you by Monte Cigar Shop. San Mateo, just north of Comanche, biggest humidor in the southwest. This is something to see, and you're going to get a lot of benefit from it, too. Go on into Mountie Cigar Shop and say, I want a tour of this thing, and you're going to find over 2,000 types of cigars, largest selection, largest blends, and the best prices. Monty Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. With that, we're up to date. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I sound a little bit different today. It's because I have a sinus infection. Yep. Um, oh, salt room. Me lately. Salt yeah. room. Well, salt room. Is that what I need, Rudy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'll call Mike. I'll make sure she got an appointment okay. tomorrow. That's I got to try that sometime. How long does that take? You can do as long as you like, but 30 minutes is about the time you want to do. Oh, I think yeah. it really? like all day. It's 30 how, much 30 is, how much is it? 30 minutes. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I think with from Mike, he's going to say, is it for Eddie? Is no, it for no, doubt? no, no, no. I just want to, well, we want to give it to other people because they've got oh, to be I, going I, through I do believe it's $20 per half hour. Okay, okay. and Matt, Matt Monty got a sinus infection, too. Yesterday I had a Davidoff white cigar with him. Um, yeah. Join us in Salt Room, Matt. Let's go. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to do that. Uh, go check it out. Then we got uh, Murder Mike is in the house. Let's see how he sounds. Are you there, Murder Mike? I am. Can you oh, hear me okay? God, he sounds beautiful. I do love I you. Said- I, I am really surprised because uh, the the I have a dirt backyard and the dirt in my uh, blew into my uh, computer on my radio. Mike, Mike, I, I appreciate yeah. it. Let's, I'm uh, here. Let's cut into the report there. I know that uh, we're ready to get into uh, all the other stuff there, but uh, we've got a lot of uh, ground to cover. We're on 36, gotcha. 36 homicides on the year, or 37. Did we have one last night? Uh, well, there was a shooting last night at a smoke shop at, at San Pedro and Catherine. Now, I don't know if that turned into a homicide or not. They didn't. They just, you know, responded to the call. And then after that, they did a lot of their uh, investigation and their communication over their KDT. So they're, okay. they're doing that a lot more. That's uh, unfortunate, but that's just the way it is for people that are scanning. And um, APD is reporting 34. 
yeah, I just checked APD's site, and they are reporting uh, 34 sites, as you can see here on the board. We finally wrote it up, 34. And they made an arrest in one of the homicides. The uh, two women that were in the... Uh, they were in the um, hotel or motel on East Central that had a domestic dispute. One stabbed the other. Her name was Mary Jane Luna slash Royball. That's Mary Jane Luna slash Royball. And she was arrested and charged with the murder of the other female, which they didn't release the name yet. So we have a total of 34. And uh, we had a total of eight uh, homicides in March and six in April. That uh, floating body in the uh, in in the uh, arroyo or the, the river did that ever count? The, the, the floater that now see that's one of those kind of calls that just kind of disappears. Uh, we have a lot of that, and I've questioned that for years about how I hear calls on the scanner, and no, I know never, I hear them. They never they come just, into the homicide numbers. I know, so we're no. significantly higher than what's there. What's been happening the last twenty four hours, sir? Well, last twenty four hours is actually has been pretty quiet uh, between eight and ten. We had six overdoses, four uh, down-and-out calls, okay. and four four assaults. That's between uh, hours of 8 and 10. At 10.30, we had a, a 39.3, I mean, a, a shots fired call at uh, 321st Southwest. Turned out that was a suicide attempt, but I guess it failed. And then uh, after that, we had shots fired at the bus station at the Alvarado Transportation Center. Okay. And then 10.49, we had... Uh, uh, aggravated assault at 237 Madeira Southeast on Skyway Court and the Speedway on North Course. Of those three, there actually there was other assaults, but those were the ones that required uh, ambulance and rescue. Uh, then quite shortly after that, of course, we were as we spoke, mentioned earlier, there was that shooting at the smoke shop at San Pedro and Catherine. That the two individuals, suspects, possible suspects, were in pickup trucks and they were uh, firing shots between the, the two vehicles as well and they were last seen southbound on San Pedro from uh, Catherine uh, 20 assault uh, on the west side that was uh, that victim had suffered head trauma requiring uh, ambulance and the big thing really last night wasn't so much uh, the violence but it was the brush fire at a charter school and that was in the uh, 11,800 block of Princess Jean. Now, it was about an acre in size, and just about the time the fire department had it under control, the winds picked up, and within a matter of minutes, uh, turned that fire and just into a raging inferno. It was, it, it was out of control so fast that they couldn't even think straight. So that was kind of more or less wrapped up the evening. The winds blew hard all night long till I would say maybe four or five this morning, making it difficult as far as uh, APD responding to alarm calls. When the wind is blowing hard, lots of people's burglar alarms go off. Uh, objects are being blown in the roadway and um, let's see, yeah, that objects being blown in the roadway. So high winds is what we kind of sealed the deal last night on the, as far as uh, the night, night, the night beat on the, in the album, in the album QRQ. Eddie, what do you think? I didn't, I didn't catch that. I had, uh, that was indecipherable to me. I was trying to follow that. What oh, did you say again? Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was putting a wrap on it. I was saying the winds pretty much wrapped up the evening about four for this morning with high winds, really high winds. I mean, yeah, I, I got that yeah. part, but what was the end? You had some sort of acronym that you put together. Oh no! I just said that. that's that's kind of a wrap wrap for in the for the wind for the night in Alba yeah Alba Q R Q oh Q R Q okay Alba Q R Q Alba Q R Q I've never never heard that before 
Mike's always one of my originals. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right, Mike, we'll see you tomorrow. You, Great Eddie. job. Another good job there. Or Murder Mike uh, coming into the Kiva. Back after a quick break, 543. And then uh, we've got to get to Hector's lawsuit. Infrastructure, Yvette Harrell bringing home the pork. And uh, I'll read all your texts uh, as well as you guys have been... Uh, been part of this great uh, first hour and a half here, hour 45 minutes of the show. Lots of texts I have yet to even read one uh, actually on air today. So we'll get to that when we return. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams Real Estate Group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Great news! Ann Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Ann Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Les Chantilly Fine Pastries in the Hoffmantown Shopping Center now has freezer to oven meals that feed four to five people. Green chili chicken cheese enchiladas. Green chili cheese mac and cheese is yours with or without bacon. Oh, and don't forget the pastries. Go to cake that's the place i like dot com it's not what you make it's what you keep 
What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229-884-8229. Life Spring at Salon Helena, Albuquerque's home for Kangen water. Life springs from the water you drink. Alkaline water is healthy water. Change the water you drink. Change your life. Go to water.theplaceilike.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883-3683. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot, the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229, 884-8229. 
Alarms are ignored, kill switches are easily detected and reconnected. RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber. And GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Sun's up, and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manola, Louisiana. Pumpkin pecan waffle with Sunny Side Up's own banana nut syrup and pumpkin iced coffee. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny, that's a place I like.com. All right, let's put things together, and we're going to start with the weather. I'll finish that up for you in a minute, Dad. Uh, so we have really kind of an interesting look out there. The partly cloudy skies and all that wind that we had last night. Don't know if we're going to have it quite as heavy tonight, but we do have a nice day going right now in Santa Fe. 54 degrees. It's 67 in Taylor Ranch, 71 at the Rock of Talk. An accident on I-40. This is west. I'm sorry, I-25. I-25 northbound. Right there at San Antonio, everything is on the right shoulder, but a little tentative on your way to that Paseo exit. By the way, Paseo westbound, that's up to its typical tricks from the petroglyph on up to uh, Rainbow. And if your drive takes you on Unser nearby from Paseo del Norte up to Rainbow, get ready, another slow drive built in for you there. This traffic report brought to you by Life Spring at Salon Helena, the home of the Salt Spa. Perfect if you have any kind of allergies going on with the winds. And, of course, at Salon, at Life Spring at Salon Helena, you can get Canyon water. Just ask Mike. Say, I heard on the radio at the Rock of Talk, you have a gallon for free. He'll say, yep, here it is. Change your water, change your life. At Life Spring at Salon Helena, they are on Manal, just west of Wyoming. With that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 553. Got a lot of text. Oh, my gosh. By the way, Eddie, it's 20 an hour. Whoa. It's great. Call kids. Yep. I would have paid 30 and where, and I would have paid 30 listeners for go if they now. Want to do that? Rudy? What was that? Where's the salt cave if our listeners want to go? On, on Manal, just west of Wyoming. Yep. Okay, let's see. New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham pays at least 60 k in alleged crotch-grabbing settlement report. Explore the Fox News app. So it's on Fox. It's going national, folks. Um, hey, Eddie, is the place... So, okay, yes. Gosh, let's see. Eddie, see Yahoo News. Albuquerque Journal, MAG, OMG sexual lawsuit settlement, 62.5. Is that a report only a month and a half ago? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Listen every day. Um, Eddie, you know how our local media likes to cover for her. Ugh. Uh, KOB Channel 4, New Mexico governor settles harassment allegation. Okay. I can't say who told me that. So this gentleman, he received this letter from the HSC community, which is the health services sector community at UNM, I guess. The officer, Office for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion would like to acknowledge the killing of Dante Wright that occurred Sunday, April 11, in Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis. We send our condolences to his family, the community, and the Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis. This terrible incident may elicit feelings of anger, anxiety, and depression for some of our UNM HSC community. I- I'm not making this up. This is really here. Wow. i got to send this. Can you include this, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, the write-up, this crap that comes from the University of New Mexico, and it's woke. I'm, a, I'm embarrassed that I got my degree there. 
Please remember that mental, emotional, and or social support is available to our learners, faculty, and staff during these difficult times. Resources list available via the hyperlink. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to Dr. Romero Lagot or Dr. Sanchez. Oh. <sighs> Somebody you never met and didn't know existed uh, was killed in a yeah. nation of 330 million people, but I guess it's some sort of horrific trauma uh, to your traumatizing. life. Traumatizing. A black man dies in Minneapolis. What about all the black people that die in Chicago every single weekend? And they didn't commit crimes. Oh, yeah, a lot of collateral damage there. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. Co- people on go, the street, kids, yeah. a 21-month-old was shot the other day. Where's the uh, Uni- never, University of New Mexico uh, Health Sciences anything. Center release never. on that one? Never uh, Eddie, the DA, the ADA, judges, Leos, all know about the crime MLG committed and have a duty to prosecute for a minimum of abuse of office. I agree with that. Uh, Matt sends me, I got a mailer from Moore's today. He had the nerve to mention Biden's drilling bans. <laughs> Why didn't he admit to the Energy Transition Act? Oh, he, he him and uh, Greg, Greg Baca was out there justifying his vote for the ETA, too. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't want utility rates to go up on you out in Valencia County. I had to think of my constituents first, and then he was over there putting his arm around one of the guys and, you know, getting all cozy. And like sleazy politicians, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. Just, they're so sleazy. Just sleaze. Straight fire today, Eddie. Wow, thank you. Oh, wow, look at that. He's got uh, Mel Gibson. I don't think I ever saw that movie. Was that The Patriot? Uh, Eddie Pete uh, Menachie was a rhino. My my opinion, a schmuck. Fathering a child out of wedlock with another senator's daughter and the Manny Aragon investigation screwing the sitting U.S. attorney. Okay. No, thanks. Let's not put him on a pedestal. Thanks, James. Okay. All right, James. All right, hi, man. No, no problem. Remember what we learned from a wise man, ladies and gentlemen, long ago. All politicians are... Yep. <clears throat> fill in your own word. Yep. Uh, I agree with Mr. Zanetti regarding the exposure of evil, but we conservative Mexicans need to formulate a different power structure that appeals to the emotional ties of our heritage that sidesteps the existing ones, which will need to confirm bloodlines and draw from transplant. There you go. Like that. Uh, Bill Richardson has no New Mexico roots. That's right. He's from Massachusetts. However, that emotional tie to Spanish speakers is a Trojan horse to New Mexico politics. But don't despair. Manny Aragon was convicted and served time. As conservatives, we must use emotional hooks, too. You know, proper branding, not Pierce-like pandering. I don't think... Uh, Pierce can't pander. He has no idea. Uh, to worry is a sin. Faith moves mountains. Mm. But bring a shovel. <laughs> uh, yeah, murder Mike. Well, I can't read the rest of this stuff. Lots of foul language. People love... Oh, the MLG! Look at that! Look at look at the uh, MLG uh, Chihuahua! Look at that! <laughs> oh, thank you! That's awesome! A little uh, Chihuahua there. So, Governor Grisham is going to win an award for being the most radical baby killing machine in the country. We find out she pays off someone that's accused her of sexual harassment. Move over, Cuomo! It comes in threes. What's next? I can't wait to see. Steve Chavez uh, texts in uh, something about the um. Czar making two hundred and the equities are in New Mexico makes two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. Who among us hasn't shelled out over sixty k <laughs> over something we <laughs> we deny? We've all suffered from that <laughs> at one time or another. Uh, Eddie, more than once. Eddie, you can go and uh, buy a Nuvage machine at Walgreens, and it flushes your nasal cavity easily and safely in water saline solution. I'm a farmer and lots of dust to deal with, but it always helps. Thank you, Bob. I did have a saline solution.
nobody gives a crap about the guy shot in Minnesota. I agree. Nobody cares. Uh, that one, uh, right? Was it Black Lives Matter? Not there. Uh, these people are just looking for an excuse. They say nothing about the unborn black babies killed all this time nationwide. Oh, excellent point. Uh, yeah, equities are. UNM equities are makes $250,000 a year. Holy cow. Yeah. In New Don't Mexico. you want to be an equities are, Rudy? Sure. Oh. In New Mexico, I'll do it. That's why I sign up. You be an equities are. All right. Let's hit the top of the hour Fox News. Can't wait to see who's marching in the street. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. I'm Lisa Lacera, Fox News. Despite the decision to suspend the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the White House says it won't impact the number of people getting vaccinated. White House COVID response coordinator Jeff Zients says a pause in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine will not have a significant impact on the country's overall vaccine supply. We really um, have thought of this as a wartime effort from the beginning, which is why we purchased uh, excess supply so that we'd be ready for any contingency. Zients says patients who were scheduled to receive the J&J single dose are already being rescheduled for a two-shot Moderna or Pfizer vaccine. The president's chief medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says the CDC and FDA recommended pause on the Johnson & Johnson shot. It's likely to last days rather than weeks or months. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Johnson & Johnson has just announced it will suspend its vaccine clinical trials over the blood clotting issue while it updates guidance for investigators and participants. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says more than 122.2 million people, or nearly 37% of the U.S. population, has received at least one dose of a vaccine. Brooklyn Center, Minnesota Mayor Mike Elliott wants state prosecutors to look into the officer-involved shooting of Dante Wright. The 20-year-old black man was shot and killed Sunday during a traffic stop. I am calling on the governor uh, to exercise his authority and to move this case uh, from Washington uh, County to uh, the juris under the under the, uh, the jurisdiction of the Attorney General. The now former officer Kim Potter and the city's police chief resigned this morning, and the local Fox TV station in Minneapolis is reporting the Washington County State's Attorney could bring charges against Potter as soon as tomorrow. America is listening to Fox News. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Ride confidently in the direction of your dreams. Unless it's a bad dream, then turn around. Go the other way. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policies not available in all states. Businesses that run like clockwork establish routines they trust. That's why over a million companies rely on Cintas. We'll help you protect employees and customers with essential safety supplies. Inspect your fire protection systems and devices. Hygienically launder your uniforms. And keep you well stocked with the leading hand sanitizers and disinfecting wipes. Learn how Cintas can help you open your doors with confidence. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. 
Democratic leaders are pushing for passage of a new anti-Asian hate crime bill. The COVID-19 Asian Hate Crimes Act, proposed by Hawaii Democratic Senator Macy Hirono, asks for the Justice Department to do expedited reviews of anti-Asian crimes and asks to use more culturally sensitive language in describing the pandemic. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said this should be a bipartisan effort. The way to do that is for 60 senators to vote to proceed to the legislation. I hope it'll be many more than 60. Who would oppose this very simple but necessary legislation? It isn't clear if Republicans plan to filibuster the bill, but Schumer says they plan to amend it to get more GOP support, adding in other hate crime legislation that is being sponsored by a Democratic and Republican senator. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Many things are costing more, as the Consumer Price Index shows. Prices rose more than expected in March, and you were likely paying more for food and gasoline. The Consumer Price Index rose six-tenths of a percent. Over the past year, prices are up 2.6 percent. Among things that cost more, used cars and trucks, grocery store items, and medical care. Clothing prices declined. Excluding food and energy, the core CPI was up three-tenths of a percent last month and up 1.6 percent in the past year. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. Sixteen other states have joined Alabama in challenging a method the Census Bureau was using to protect the privacy of the people who took part in the 2020 census. The suit seeks to stop the Census Bureau from applying a method called differential privacy to the numbers used to redraw congressional districts. Census Bureau officials say it's needed to prevent participants' personal information from being hacked. Opponents say using the technique can produce inaccurate information when it comes to race or ethnicity. I'm Lisa Lacerra. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403. Begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today, 250-3754, or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. 
job. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you know what your building is worth? Would you like to get a free cost analysis within 24 hours? We can help. Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. It looks like it's a little different out there. With the clouds and some of the wind, uh, hopefully not as windy as it was last night. It was really blowing. Right now, though, look at this. In Los, uh, Los Alamos, it is uh, 52 degrees, 67 degrees in uh, Tijeras, and it is 71 at the Rock of Talk. All right, still dealing the accident on I-25 Northbound, just before San Antonio. Thankfully, everything's on the right shoulder. Traffic gets by without too much of a problem unless you're getting off at Viseo. Uh, Got to go a little extra in that uh, lane next to the right instead. Still dealing with slow traffic. Paseo del Norte westbound coming out of the Petroglyph all the way up to Unser and even beyond Rainbow. And in Los Lunas still struggling. That uh, eastbound trip on Main Street is still bumper to bumper between Don Pascual and Los Lentes. All right, well, this traffic report is brought to you by Sunny Side Up. When the sun comes up tomorrow, they're going to open up and the dining room tables are open. And I tell you what, Sunny Side Up has this new thing. It, not right there, right next to the Sheraton uh, in uh, Sheraton in Louisiana. But this new thing they've got going, the Veggie Delight served on Parmesan-crusted shibata. It's great. Sunny Side Up, online, sunny.theplaceilike.com, and we are up to date. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Six oh six and the five oh five with more four one one here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Susan Kavia, EBQ.fm. All right, Dow's lined up three stories. We were talking over the break. We've got Hector's lawsuit, infrastructure, and Yvette Harold bringing home the fort, folks. Mm. He works hard on this stuff, and uh, let's get this out to the marketplace there, young Dowd. I mean, this is stuff that you, you work hard on. It's a, the, take it away. Uh, I do, and of course, I always appreciate people's uh, feedback from the original research we, we post at rockatalk.chat. We had a little bit of pushback, Mr. Aragon, from uh, some folks who weren't really happy at my, uh, with my uh, comments about Yvette Harrell, our new Republican in the uh, in Washington from the 2nd Congressional District. Where we're going to kick things off with Hector Balderas. Now, you know you know who Hector Balderas Hector. is. Hector! Right? He's our two-term attorney yeah. general. And he's always out there fighting for you, Rudy. He's fighting for me. Uh, he's fighting for the people of New Mexico, right? I mean, if you believe his press releases, that's what he's doing. Right? 
project can you put on the gloves? We have a project that is proposed for our state. Now, we cannot be super picky about the types of economic development opportunities that come our way here in New Mexico because they don't come very often, ladies and gentlemen. But this happens to be a pretty good one. Um, it is a storage facility for what is called spent nuclear fuel. Now, I know you might be starting to think about Homer Simpson when you hear about nuclear fuel, nuclear waste. Um, it is about the simplest thing in the world. It's these little tiny pellets the size of an eraser made out of uranium, and they're put in these long tubes, and then they bundle all the tubes together, and they put them in a nuclear reactor, and it heats up water, and the water creates steam, and the steam drives the turbine, and that's how you turn your lights on, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you charge your cell phone, and that sort of thing. Of course, New Mexico, we don't get uh, a fair amount of our nuclear power uh, from uh, from nuclear nuclear atomic power plants, but most of the, much of the country does. In fact, one out of every five little electrons kicking around there in our national grid comes from nuclear power. Very stupidly, the nuclear power industry a long time ago decided that they would contract with the federal government. They'd cut a deal with Washington, and they would take care of these spent fuel assemblies that come out of the nuclear reactor. They don't work anymore. They're not as efficient anymore. They don't heat water to the level that they need to heat it to produce the steam, to run the steam turbine, to create the electricity. Um, So it's called spent nuclear fuel. Uh, Homer Simpson has nothing to do with this. It doesn't glow in the dark. It's not green. It's not gooey. Uh, It's not uh, 55-gallon drums with holes in them leaking the green and gooey uh, substance out like you may have seen in the Toxic Avenger or something like that. It's basically the most boring stuff you could imagine. They take these fuel assemblies, they put them in these stainless steel canisters, they put concrete, a concrete cask around the steel uh, canister, and probably people listening to my voice uh, just a few blocks away at Sandia National Laboratories have done testing since the 1970s about these containers. They've hit them with locomotives, they've burned them for half an hour, they've dropped them into water. Uh, this stuff is incredibly safe to transport, it's incredibly safe to store. It's a passive system. You don't have to have all sorts of various processes, you know, running to process them. It's entirely passive. They just sit there and cool over time. They become less hot and they become less radioactive. The nuclear power industry, as I said, very stupidly a long time ago decided, we're going to get the federal government to build us a big repository. Uh, Some people in Nevada like to joke it and call it the suppository, but it's actually technically the repository, the Yucca Mountain uh, facility about uh, 90 to 100 miles northwest of Las Vegas. A uh, pretty loathsome guy by the name of Harry Reid, uh, along with a bunch of other politicians from Nevada, they've done just about everything they could to, to thwart that facility where all our, our spent fuel for the nation was to go. I've actually been to Yucca Mountain, Rudy. I've been on the top of Yucca Mountain. It's not much of a mountain. It's kind of like a mound uh, north of Las Vegas, and you can see basically nothing anywhere in 75 miles from every direction when you're on the top of Yucca Mountain. Hot. Very warm, very warm. But this, the, uh, the, the spent fuel assemblies will be placed inside, deep inside the mountain, seismically very uh, stable. Uh, no one, uh, you know, you're not going to have uh, school groups going by. You're not going to have hikers going by. Uh, people are not going to be encountering this facility at all. Of course, there'll be heavy security. But the point of that is there will be no Yucca Mountain because Harry Reid and, uh, frankly, the, the gambling community in Nevada, un, unknown uh, how big a role they've played in fighting this, they don't want to be associated with a facility that has what people consider nuclear waste. And for the record, uh, my nuclear friends out there listening to me know that this is not actually nuclear waste. It's spent nuclear fuel. Other countries reprocess this fuel and take out the fissile material and use it again uh, in the process of creating electricity. We don't do that in America, and we can go on and on and on about that. Bottom line is, federal government screwed up, uh, as they always do with all their big projects, uh, over budget, 
behind schedule. And so this stuff is filling up, This uh, these spent fuel assemblies. They're uh, stored for the first years in water, water pools next to the nuclear reactor. And then, then they're put into these huge cask and canister uh, systems I described earlier. You can walk right up to one of these folks, ladies and gentlemen, on the concrete and give it a big wet kiss. You will receive the amount of radiation, basically, you receive from taking a transcontinental flight. It's, it's minuscule. It poses no threat. Uh, as I've said, really sharp people in the engineering world, including some of our friends at Sandia, have worked on this for decades. And how can we make these transportation casks and these storage containers super, super robust so the radiation doesn't get out and, and doesn't hurt anyone? And it's, it's curious. Uh, the studies globally have shown uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of shipment of this type of material. No one has ever been injured or killed by a release uh, of radiation and hasn't happened uh, at all. But of course, our friends on the environmental left are, are paranoid about this. So the governor is against this project. It's it's on the Lee-Eddy County border down there in southeast New Mexico. Maybe the best place on planet Earth to store this stuff. It's remote. It's dry. Uh, there's no important sort of archaeological uh, sites there. The wildlife, the wildlife's not threatened there. Again, it's a passive facility. I, I have a picture of it on our website. You can just look at this. It is just, it's just basically a concrete slab uh, where these canisters will be inserted 20 feet into the ground. Uh, there'll be security there in case some knucklehead wants to try and pull something. Uh, this would not be a very useful thing for terrorists to, to attack because these, the storage system is so robust. And of course, it's so remote. It's in the middle of nowhere. The population density is extremely low in that part of our state. So, economic development, possibly billions of dollars of investment in our state. Yeah, hard to know exactly how many jobs, but good high-paying jobs, engineering jobs down there, management, uh, uh, security jobs down there, protecting this stuff that is uh, perfectly safe as long as it stays in, it, in, its, uh, in its storage uh, containers that are these robust storage containers. Hector's decided that he's going in all in on eco-alarmism. The governor has come out against this. Our state land commissioner has come out against this. Uh, Stephanie Garcia Richard, and it's funny because when she, the land commissioner, when she was in the legislature a couple years ago, she actually voted for a memorial, which is basically a piece of paper in which politicians express their opinion on something. A memorial was issued in which um, the politicians supporting this, and it was pretty strong support, Republican, pretty strong, almost universal Republican support, support, and a fair amount of Democratic support including the woman who's now our state land commissioner, saying, hey, this is a really good project. It's going to bring economic development and job opportunities to a part of the state that, that really needs it. Uh, too dependent down there, of course, on the oil and gas, and that's a boom and bust, volatile situation. This stuff is going to be stored for years, if not if not decades. So she was all for it a couple of years ago. Then she got elected, and she represents the entire state now, uh, not Los Alamos, where they're pro-nuclear, and now all of a sudden she thinks it's a terrible idea. Hector, our attorney general... Filed the lawsuit la- early last week, uh, early in the week last week. He has now come out against this project. Uh, it's a 47-page lawsuit, and as someone who's been working on this issue for many, many, many years, uh, as I was reading it, it is uh, specious doesn't even begin to cover this lawsuit. I think it probably will be tossed by some good judges if they really understand the law. It makes a lot of just absolutely wild claims about how dangerous this facility is. Uh, we do nuclear. We've done nuclear in the state of New Mexico for a long, long time, and this would kind of further enhance the nuclear resources down there. Of course, we have the Waste Isolation Pilot Project. The environmentalists fought that. Uh, I don't think uh, thousands of New Mexicans have been killed by that. We have the Urenco facility down there that enriches uranium for the um, for the nuclear power industry. Kind of a little bit of a nuclear cluster down there in that part of the state makes perfect sense to put a facility like this down there. The threat to New Mexico is that 
the exact same facility, basically. Another company wants to do the exact same thing just over the county line in Texas, in Andrews County. So we may end up with one of these facilities right up against our border and getting none of the jobs and none of the tax revenue if this project is killed. So really, really stupid on the part of Hector. And I think in his case, it's just uh, coddling the environmentalists, making all sorts of of, of wild uh, concepts. One of the biggest uh, whoppers in this lawsuit, 47 pages, is, quote, New Mexican tribes and local governments overwhelmingly oppose, uh, close quote, the Holtec proposal. The the name of the company is uh, Holtec. And as I argue... 77 people in the legislature voted for a memorial endorsing this, 27 against. That's like a two-to-one or more uh, vote. People who are directly representing in the Senate and in the House deck directly representing the people. The local communities down there, so you're talking about Eddy County, Lee County, um, uh, Carlsbad, Hobbs, their politicians are four square behind us. And so Hector cites the All Pueblo Council of Governors as demonstrating how the native tribal community in New Mexico uh, despises this project and, is, and thinks it's going to be very terrible. Uh, I looked up the members of the All Pueblo Council of Governors. Uh, do you know what they have in common, Rudy? What? The All Pueblo Council of Governors here in New Mexico represents Pueblos in the land of enchantment that are nowhere near where this facility will be. And in fact, I took out the map, and Rudy, you saw me the other day. I had my, my New Mexico big you know, what do they call it, the gazetteer, uh, yeah. and uh, I really thought I was planning a trip, um, and I, I am planning a trip, because if I don't get the hell out of Albuquerque, it's been over a year, I need to get out early and see, even if it's just a couple of road trips here and there. Uh, 200 miles, the, the uh, Pueblos are more than 200 miles from this facility, so I'm not really sure why their voice should really matter when all the local people, or majority of the local people, seem to be very, very much behind this. So, this is your attorney general, ladies and gentlemen, you might say, well, what I care about this, I live in Albuquerque, or you know, Farmington or Las Cruces. This is your attorney general, your attorney general, using staffers who are paid very, very well. And this is a very shoddily written uh, lawsuit, by the way. Lots of just typos and errors and non-sentence sentences. Uh, no one figured out. They just sort of ran on and on and on. It didn't figure out they actually needed, you know, subject, verb, that sort of thing, uh, object. And write some actual sentences. These are staffers for Hector Balderas. Uh, your lawyers, you're paying for them. Public, The public is paying for them. Fighting a, what I, filing, I guess, what I would consider a very, very frivolous lawsuit. Nonetheless, you paid them to do this when maybe they could be spending time uh, doing something else. The Holtec facility, it is is going through the license process right now. I've been to <sighs> many of these meetings. There were two full days. Rudy, at the State Bar of New Mexico back in early 2019, I sat in hearings for two straight days while the Atomic Safety and Licensing Board heard testimony from lefty nutcase greenies talking about every kind of Chernobyl scenario you could possibly envision and they issued a document after that hearing basically shooting down every single argument the green greenies were making so we're very close to a possible licensing at the federal level of this facility bringing jobs to New Mexico bringing investment to New Mexico not posing anything approaching a realistic risk a health or safety risk for the people of New Mexico and Eddie and I talk about it all the time you can you can make investments in New Mexico. You can do business in New Mexico, but you got to p- play ball. It can only be the types of industries that the pol- political elite in the state support. So this is an industry. I don't know. Maybe they didn't spread around enough uh, campaign cash. But Hector Balderas has now joined uh, other statewide officials, MLG, and your state land commissioner, opposing what is a very rational, very low risk. Uh, and, and, and a wonderful opportunity uh, of, a, of a project for New Mexico uh, as it builds out and even brings more of this stuff in. Uh, and, of course, 
that will generate tax revenue, that will generate employment. So I know nuclear waste is not something a lot of people want to think about, uh, but this is an example. It, it's not really the engineering or the science of this that's that interesting. It's an example of our Attorney General kowtowing, uh, surrendering to the eco-left, the people who vote for him, the people who give him campaign contributions. So he ends up looking like he's trying to protect you from this terrible project that's going to irradiate New Mexico and kill us all. Uh, it's not that at all. Uh, it's not as described as all. It's a wonderful opportunity, and uh, I, I say let's let's see, seize this opportunity uh, for a company that's been treated shabbily from the day it came to New Mexico. Uh, as we say, you know, you, you got to play ball. If you're not playing ball, we don't like your industry. If our constituents, our core donors, our voters say that you're a bad industry, we're not going to help you. We're actually going to throw up every ro- roadblock there is. We're actually going to sue you. Hector's suing the federal government. He's not suing the Holtec Corporation. He's trying to stop the regulatory process uh, from this uh, facility moving forward. Anyway, uh, I do write about this uh, every few weeks. <laughs> it's a wonderful example of how economic development opportunities are blocked by the people who claim to care for New Mexico, and again, it's politics, it's not science. While we're on the subject of politics, not science, uh, you can also read a piece I put up, uh, Infrastructure Does Not Equal Economic Development. This is from last week. Now, you've probably heard about Joe Biden, that big $1.9 trillion infrastructure package, and boy, are they salivating the, our congressional delegation. They cannot wait. Ben Ray Lujan, uh, what do I call her, TLF? She, she gets, she's getting her own uh, acronym, like uh, AOC, Teresa Legere Fernandez, TLF. Uh, they're issuing press releases. Thank you, President Biden. You're going to bring $2 billion to our state for infrastructure. I kind of walk you through in this piece about why infrastructure is really a response to economic development. It doesn't cause economic development. And really, when you look at it, uh, we have wonderful, wonderful examples here in New Mexico of economic development projects that were sold to us uh, uh, infrastructure projects that were pitched as economic development. I'm thinking uh, at the city level, I'll say uh, Albuquerque Rapid Transit. At the regional level, I'd say the New Mexico Rail Runner Express. Uh, at the statewide level, in terms of who's paying the bills, we've got, uh, I think it's called Spaceport America. Three infrastructure projects that we were told would induce wonderful economic growth in our state. They have been uh, clear disasters, and uh, just personally, I remember going by Knob Hill Furniture the day they were shutting down, Rudy, because ART Construction helped yeah. destroy their business. And, you know, you can't link going out of business to one cause, but ART Construction was a major cause and a lot of a major contributor to a lot of folks closing down along uh, Route 66 Central Ave, the last urban part of Route 66, uh, and thanks to Republican Mayor Barry for that. So I, I kind of walk you through all the lies about infrastructure. It's um, it's interesting. You've probably heard our infrastructure nationally is in terrible shape. Uh, there's a there's a lobbying organization called the American uh, Society for Civil Engineers. Now I think they would probably have maybe uh, uh, an interest, maybe a little conflict of interest in saying how bad infrastructure is in this country because they're the people who get the jobs for. Make from making all of those infrastructure investments that, that Joe wants to make. So I, t- I take you through some of the stats on our bridges and highways are, are nowhere near as bad as, as we've been told. And in fact, the bridges and in, in the, the freeways in uh, urban areas and rural areas in New Mexico, by an objective study done by the Reason Foundation, we're not really that bad. We're actually 16th, our, our highway system rates 16th in the country, um, putting us really near the top where we're usually quite near the bottom. So a debunking piece, I would say. Uh, basically walking you through the lies that are said about infrastructure. Politicians love to spend money on infrastructure because, of course, there's contracts, there's votes, there's union 
uh, folks out there lobbying for their next reelection when you're a politician who appropriates this money. Uh, the reality is really not quite there. We have been snookered here in New Mexico, maybe the best state in the union to show how federal investment, in, including an investment in infrastructure problems, infrastructure issues, projects, doesn't really promote wealth. Uh, if the infrastructure has decay. If it's decaying, if there's safety problems, by all means, we should take the current revenue streams like the gas tax, dedicate that to keeping up our infrastructure. It's an important part. Uh, you know, bridges and highways and water systems. It's a uh, rail system. Very, very important. And we should do that. But uh, when it becomes political, a whole lot of money is wasted and people like Joe Biden like to reward themselves for being pro-infrastructure. Reality is a little uh, more complicated. And a final word about infrastructure that very few people in America know. Most of our infrastructure, and we're talking about big fixed assets that have tend to have 30 years or more of a lifetime, and they facilitate the movement of people, goods, services, energy. So, you know, highways and freight and, and railroads are, are a good example of that. Most of our infrastructure in this country is not controlled by government because we're not a communist country. In fact, by value, the vast majority of our infrastructure is owned by the private sector. And this includes uh, probably the best example is the freight railroad system, which is in, in America is the most highly advanced, uh, most efficient freight railroad system in the entire world. Most of our goods at some point move along the freight rail system. And according to the uh, Trade Association for the American Freight Rail System, uh, uh, between 1980, uh, that would be what, Rudy, 30, uh, 20, 41 years ago, between 1980 and 2019, just two years ago, freight railroads, not owned by government, spent approximately $740 billion, B with a B billion, of their own money, not taxpayer funds, on capital expenditures and maintenance expenses related to locomotives, freight cars, tracks, bridges, tunnels, and other infrastructure slash equipment. This is equal to more than 40 cents out of every revenue dollar in the industry. Railroads, freight railroads, private sector freight railroads spend around 19% of revenue on capital expenditures, six times more than the average U.S. manufacturer. So remember that, folks. When we're hearing about infrastructure, infrastructure owned by government actually represents a minority. Okay, so things, places like airports, all right, issues like potholes in the road, those are issues. Uh, they are issues, but they're primarily driven by the fact that government controls these entities. When the private sector controls these entities and they're owned by investors, okay, people on the board want to have a good return on investment, they take care of their stuff. $740 billion in just that one industry alone, uh, the freight railroad system. So uh, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by the Biden stuff. Don't be fooled by Teresa Legere Fernandez and Ben Ray Lujan talking about how they're going to bring home $2 billion for infrastructure for New Mexico. Uh, it is, uh, it's mostly a fairy tale. I want to wrap things up on a, a third piece regarding another piece of infrastructure. This is our rural airports. <clears throat> Yvette Harrell, our new Republican federal representative from the 2nd Congressional District in New Mexico. Uh, late last week, she released a, uh, a press release. As pol Politicians are really good at releasing press releases, Rudy. They are, when, they, when, when money is coming home to the district, they want everybody to know about it. And so she was talking about the uh, grants for a number of federal grants up to, I think she said something like, uh, totaling $1.7 million to airports in her District. So that includes the, um, let's see, we've got the Sierra Blanca, that's in uh, Ruidoso. We've got the Artesia Municipal Airport, and we've got the Hatch Municipal Airport. Not exactly bustling hubs. We're not talking about Atlanta. We're not talking about Newark. We're not talking about L.A. No first class tickets to Hatch. Yeah, no commercial service available at those airports. So where did she get the money from this? Well, 
she's actually just touting a grant that the federal uh, U.S. Department of Transportation, one of many cabinet-level agencies that should be eliminated, uh, the federal Department of Transportation has an air, air and airport fund, basically air carrier airport fund, that collects, his, collects money, 17 different sources of revenue from you, the flying passenger. They even tax frequent flyer programs, okay? They hit air carriers with, with taxes that are passed on to you uh, for frequent flyer programs. They tax jet fuel on and on and on, 17 different sources of money. Why the federal government collects this money and then it goes through the political process in D.C. and then maybe you get some of it back in your local district, I'll never figure out. Uh, but Yvette Harrell is learning how to play the swamp. I, I, I do refer to her as the swamp thing in this piece. That, that might be a little bit... Uh, a little rough, but this is what politicians do. They play the appropriations game. Look at the pork I'm bringing back for you. And she's barely in office. She's already playing the pork game. The problem here is 30% of the money that comes into this federal fund is sent to these rural airports that account for less than 1% of the actual passenger traffic nationally. So you've got rural airports. And listen, I love rural New Mexico. I plan to live in rural New Mexico. I was, Rudy will testify. I was just telling him an hour ago how I want to move to rural New Mexico. But when you choose to move to those, these rural areas, you're giving up something. You're gaining something by getting moving there. You're losing something by moving there. Um, I, you know, I, I can go to P.F. Chang because I live in Albuquerque, but Albuquerque is also a very, very dangerous place. So you, you give, you know, it's a, it's a series of trade-offs. There's no answers. There's no solutions in life. There's just trade-offs. If you learn that, you'll be a much more of a, of a zen person. So these rural, play, these rural parts of the country, as the population thins out in New Mexico, as the population thins out all over the country in these rural, these rural spots, more and more we're seeing what we saw in the 1960s, which is we're going to subsidize the inner city because these places are struggling. Well... I don't know, $10, $20 trillion later, how well has the uh, the Great Society worked out? Now we're seeing people like Harold tend to be mostly Republicans in rural America lobbying for, hey, we've subsidized the inner cities for decades. Now it's time for us to get our loot because we're losing population. I don't think that's really the right approach to take, ladies and gentlemen. That's more income redistribution, sending money to Washington, having it kicked out to politically active constituencies. And the example I use, the worst example, I mean, this is really, really something... The Vaughn Municipal Airport. Vaughn is a little wide spot in the road. You get off at Klein's Corners. You head down to Roswell. There's not even a stoplight. It's uh, it's a tiny, tiny community. Uh, I look. I was looking up. It doesn't have its own website. Not only does the, the, my, the airport, my family's right from there, from Pastuda, so I know all about it. Eddie, it's got links to every, everywhere in New Mexico. Not only does the Vaughn Municipal Airport not have a website. The town of Vaughn doesn't have a website. You know, you don't because even find there's only 450, 450 people. 450 people. No, but they have they have town government. You don't find that Dunder Mifflin, you know, website coming in 2003 for for the town of Vaughn. There's just nothing at all. So I've been trying to dig up information on the Vaughn Municipal Airport. I went to one website that uh, indicated quote airport beacon out of service indefinitely, and quote lighted wind indicator out of service indefinitely. This website includes the gate lock combination if you want to access the Vaughn Municipal Airport. They tell you the combination to the gate lock if you want to visit the Vaughn Municipal Airport, all right? This is not a major source of passenger traffic in the United States. But Yvette Harrell is crowing about, hey, 270 grand is coming in so we can improve the runway safety area at the Vaughn Municipal Airport. This is politics at its worst. This is income redistribution at its worst. In, in the free market movement, we call it concentrating the benefits dispersing the costs. If you're getting on a plane at the Sunport here, you don't know that you're paying multiple taxes 
a good chunk of which are going to go to these small rural airports that you're never going to visit. But it's great politics because the people in those local communities, they remember when the congressman or the congresswoman brings that money home to them and they're more loyal to that congressman or congresswoman. So I'm bashing Yvette in this piece. I know we've had some pushback from some of our pilot community online. Why? Because she's a Republican? So we just have to go with every single well, person. Well, it's this Republican line about, you know, we have to maintain all uh, the, the, you know, the National Air Service. Yeah. Um, when you're getting 30% of the money, but you're providing less than 1% of the passenger revenue for this, for this trust fund, folks... Um, that's pretty sleazy, and uh, there are a lot of great folks, Cato Institute, Heritage Foundation, working on ways to get the federal government out of aviation and have local control of aviation, local control, local funding. I'd like to see Yvette Harrell working on that more than rejoicing that she's bringing home the pork for the Vaughn Municipal Airport. It's tough, Dowd. I appreciate, uh, you know, we remember, we don't work for the politicians. The politicians work for us. That's right. And even more importantly than that, uh, we work for you. And yeah. uh, that's what this radio station is all about. Yeah, I know that area very well. So, um, and the reason why is right in Vaughn. That's where my family's from. My nana's from Pastuda. And my tata's from a place called Montoya, New Mexico. Wow. So, um, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's all right there. And then uh, right down the street is Puerto de Luna, which is, uh, if you know Rodolfo Anaya, who recently passed away, that's where Bless Me Ultima is. Famous writer. Is set. Yeah, uh, New Mexico's greatest writer, if you really, really think about well, it. Well, what drives me crazy is I love these rural communities. You know, I was raised on an apple orchard in rural New England. I, I would much prefer, and someday I will get to a rural community again, but do you want to go down the route that urban America did, that the inner cities did, that, hey, for whatever reason, things are tough here. We're just going to get on that federal dole, and that's going to either sustain us or it's going to promote our, 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 our local, you know, our, our region. Do you really want to go down that path? People make choices. If you live in a rural area, maybe you can't expect the kind of amenities that people who live in, in you know, a, a higher population area are. Maybe you've got to drive to Albuquerque or Las Cruces and fly out of that airport, stay overnight at a, at a hotel and fly out there. Look at the people from uh, Rio Dosa. They go to Roswell. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. Yeah. The way that uh, that's it true. goes, um, yeah. So Montoya is in Quake County. Um, you know, it's now a ghost town. Oh, yeah. uh, Pastuda yeah. has no more than twenty-three people. The twenty-ten, uh, cons- and when I drove through there, there was like at least ten thousand cats. Mm-hmm. I told you about that. Story. Oh yes, yeah, you remember that. <laughs> love, I love rural America, folks. I'm not bashing rural America. It's just, is there's this nobody what you in Vaughn. Is this what you want to do? Do you want to get on the federal dole? Is that going to make the quality of life in your community better? Is that a long-term sustainable path for your future? I I, I think you should be very skeptical. And when Yvette crows about bringing home hundreds of thousands of dollars to airports that nobody flies out of, not good policy, folks. It's just not. Have you ever listed uh, the largest cities in the state of New Mexico? Have you ever gone uh, line by line? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you go through all those and you see where all these people are, where they live and everything. I mean, you've got bigger places to serve and could serve a lot more, but we don't need to be spending money on any of that stuff. And uh, it's not the good use of that, not a good steward of those resources. But it's a great, this is why we have almost $30 trillion in national debt. It's a great system for politicians, people who you bring the checks home to. And sometimes the politicians will actually pose with a novelty check you know, the senior center or the airport or yeah. whatever, um, you remember locally and you'll vote to keep reelecting that person. Meanwhile, the people who are paying the bills, meaning most passengers flying out of the you know real airports, are paying all those services and charges and fees, and that a lot of a big chunk of that money is being funneled to these rural places. Is that America? I mean, are we have we wholly committed ourselves to income redistribution, or are we still have do we still have some kind of belief in freedom? Uh, okay, here we got a bunch of text uh, that's in. Uh, that was amazing. The Bible is about God's faith in us. I will keep this in my heart. This is going to be deep in my faith. What a blessing. 
close from, yeah, Greg Zanetti. So good one uh, there. People like that. Let's see what the other things people had to say. Uh, this is from Gordon, Gordo. Uh, these documents admit they plan on bringing in by 2030, not 2050, 593 million immigrants into America to replace Americans. Uh, wow. Tucker Carlson's powerful monologue on voter replacement the left wants to ban. Of course. Right the ADL's going after Michael Toya. Yes, Leta is that El Paso belongs to 19 Pueblo organization. Okay, I don't follow that exactly. Um... Oh, wow. Uh, Lujan inviting Secretary Buttigieg to Virgin Galactic Spaceship 2 launch. Oh, let me see if I got this right. Yeah, Lujan. Look, look, at, look at Lujan for Senate. Check that out. They're covering it up with all sorts of crap. Eddie, I've been checking the Republican Party of New Mexico website for over a month to see if this is the misspelling was caught and corrected. Nope. They can't even spell Republican. We can't even get this right. Wow. Oh, I know they can't spell Christy oh Nome, but wow. Okay. Governatrix MLG election campaign settled with accuser Helen. Uh, thank you for the late news there, David. Uh, uh, very, very late. Her whole time at office has been dubious. We covered that a month and a half ago. <laughs> Seriously. And go back to our March 4th uh, edition. Hi, Eddie. I apologize if you've covered this in a previous show, but for CD1, will we be able to write in a candidate? If so, I hope people write your name in. No, I... I I'm not a write-in candidate. You have to qualify for that in some way, don't you? I think so. Yeah. 2,500 signatures, I think. No, 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 no. For a write-in candidate, you have to file something to be a write-in. You don't need to get signatures. Yeah, the know? independent, you have to get the signatures. Yeah, for independent. I'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> and he's apparently sticking in the race. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's going to cost more the race. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's put things together, starting with the weather. Looks like uh, the clouds are going to gather. Some winds tonight, but really not too bad right now. 69 degrees from Rio Rancho to the VA Hospital all the way over here to the Rock of Talk. Looking great. As far as the roads, just as clear right now, except an answer. That one lane in both directions still has it kind of stubborn there between west side out to southern. And it uh, looks like a fairly decent drive right now. South of Albuquerque right now, I-25 running through the Isleta Curve without too much of a struggle. All right, uh, this traffic report brought to you by theplaceilike.com. When someone's looking for something, you just say, oh, you know, I feel like tacos today. How about tacos.theplaceilike.com? It's going to take you to a wonderful place there on Central El Taco Torte. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. All right, 10 questions, Dow. Some people don't like this. Really? We had two complaints on uh, people don't like the uh, 10 questions. Well, they won't do them anymore. What's, then. The, what's the purpose of us doing the 10 questions to get everybody talking, thinking, giving us yep. answers? I mean, it's easy for you just to. Hey, listen, some of them are not all heavy duty. Some of them are a little softball. Yeah, they really are. All uh, right, uh, kick uh, it off. I guess uh, nurses are going to be allowed to uh, perform, quote unquote, abortions in Hawaii now. Number one question of the day Are you pro life? Yes. Yes, Eddie. I have two kids. Yes, Dow Muska. Yes, I have two kids. I like to breathe. I'm a heathen atheist. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-breathing. Pro pro breathing. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, the governor is claiming she signed the bill yesterday. Will marijuana legalization create 10,000 jobs in New Mexico? No, it'll create uh, four very, very wealthy marijuana individuals. That's Darren White, one of those guys. Uh, uh, we got uh, the actual uh, correct legal stuff on... Uh, being able to talk about the merits of something, whether or not it's legal or not, mm -hmm, and then pushing mm -hmm. it That's a good on idea. radio without getting paid for it. Yes. I believe that that is called payola. I believe. Yeah. Some believe. lawyer was telling us yeah. about that. Yep. Yep. It is. Uh, the scariants, what Dr. Yeadon calls the scariants, some people call the variants of the COVID uh, virus. How long before teacher unions in New Mexico start using the variants to get New Mexico's schools to shut down again? Uh, yesterday. It's early indication. Yeah, yesterday. Or, yesterday. Yeah. yesterday. 
Yeah, that was uh, El Dorado shut down until the 28th. They're, they're trying to get back so they can have it one more week of school. Yep. Uh, one, one week they've already had. So it, two is, weeks. Yeah. Is Fox right to stand by Tucker Carlson? Uh, Fox should not be taking a position on any of its public position on any of its talent. What it should do is it should hire and fire and never offer any opinion. It's a news organization. Yeah, yeah. From, from, from a corporate think? standpoint, just... Yeah, just... Is he, is he hired? Is yeah. he working? Is his microphone on? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben Bradley... Oh, well, he's making money. He can say what he wants. Uh, ben Bradley very famously went out after they were accusing uh, Woodward and Bernstein of lying. I think the Nixon administration, he said, we stand by our boys. And then just, that was it. That was, That's it. We stand by our boys. Yeah, yeah. Is he hired? Yeah. I asked someone to stand writing. by me two years ago, and he ended up firing me because I... Uh, well, Dad, what, what, Dad, what um, do I say to you all the time? <laughs> what, you, you, do you check anything with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing. Yeah. Have I asked you to not say one? Run no. it by me. And in fact, I'll I'll pitch something to Eddie like he's an editor, and he just said, "I don't want to hear it. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. care what you put up tomorrow. I put trust up. you. Put up a, an article tomorrow about yep. how much I hate Eddie Ariel. <laughs> That's right. I'll be like, okay, let's read send it. your comments, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, to doubt at doubtmuska.com. I'd be happy to put those. Up. Let's see how much merit it has. All right, That'll well. be an empty column. Dad. Well, I could actually take that. Um, okay, uh, uh, the uh, nonsense about Georgia goes on. Uh, I personally will not buy Coca-Cola. Are you boycotting? Any woke corporations? All of them. I'm, I'm doing what I can. It's yep. hard to keep up, though. It's tough. Well, to we got to create up. a list. Uh, yep. Boydenbicot.com. Uh, we are at the anniversary of the British I'm... actually allowing Roman Catholics to vote ah. and, and serve in Parliament. Uh, thank, thank you. Uh, Arthur Schlesinger Jr. many years ago said the, the, the original prejudice in America, the original bigotry was anti-Catholicism. Mm. Is there still anti-Catholic bigotry in our United States? Uh, yes. In this room. In this room. <laughs> you. <laughs> Many of the best people in my life have been Roman Catholics. Yes, Little old ladies were very good to me. All right, last 45 up. seconds. Okay, um, how successful will the Biden-Harris administration be in subverting the Second Amendment? Uh, very successful. They're going to sack the court and it'll okay. be over. Uh, and then very quickly, Colorado is going to ban circus animal, animal performances. <laughs> Are circuses cruel to animals? No, it's a circus. These they guys seem happy would, to me mostly. They look gainfully employed. <laughs> That's right. They're probably going to do it. Did them up for it.